Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What Do You Do It Movie? Go ahead and pop in your DVD or Blu-ray of The Sting. Press play and press pause when the old period Universal logo fades to black. At the first frame you perceive of all black, press pause. And in a second, I'll say three, two, one, unpause. At which point, I'll press play, you'll press play, and we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except, of course, with four friends in your head. .com. Anyway, those friends in your head this week are myself, as always, T. Christie, Serge Del Pierre. Hello. Michael Dorkman Scott. Hi. And Trey the Amazing Stokes. These boys are the quill, I'm telling you. The Sting, man. And if you haven't seen it yet... God damn it. Just just watch you're, it. You're not allowed to listen to yeah, this. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, thing. stop listening and watch it. It'll actually, it, it has sort of a weird sort of fringe benefit of being fucking amazing. So go watch the fucking movie. <laughs> yes, there's that. Uh, Don't but, let anyone tell you about it. Don't let us tell you about it. Go watch it first. George That's Roy right. Hill is an, an interesting cat, man. When you look at the, the movies that he's made, it's like, good God. And also the guy who wrote this one, the, the weirdo projects that he made and everyone that's in this movie is amazing together. It's, you know, it's sort of like an echo of Butch and Sundance. It's the same couple of leads and the same director, but it's not. And it's, I, I like it more. I like oh, this yeah. thing a lot more than this Butch and like, Sundance. It's, Butch and Sundance is a classic, but this is a, many people call this the, per, it's a perfect movie and many writers call this the perfect script. Yeah. Between, you know, this and Chinatown, man, the seventies was knocking out of the park, yeah. but I love this movie. I, I don't know how much I'll have to say about it, but that's why we brought the old parts. <laughs> Other than awesome. Uh, but this is, uh, just a fucking excellent movie. And I, yeah. I think they could have just called it, uh, Robert Shaw is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but, uh, since they went with the sting, I, you know, I, I didn't find that out until, well, Robert Shaw showed up. <laughs> well, it's like Jaws was a great casting two years after this because, you know, the only thing that could take down Robert Shaw is a, the biggest shark anyone's ever seen. Exactly. <laughs> Unless that's a spoiler for you. So sorry. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a shark in Jaws. In which case, go and watch that. Yeah. In which case, I don't even know why you're listening to us if you've ever seen Jaws. But yeah, I found it rather late in life. Just, uh, actually, I just found it this year and good God, just fucking amazing movie. And, uh, mm-hmm. where's it been all my life? Huh. Serge, what was uh, what's your whole deal with this thing? He came in today. He's got like the whole gift bag that he got from the st- <laughs> yeah. He's got the, the sting he's got world premiere. Period. Well, here's this creepy. Here we thi- here's the creepy here thing. Do the math. When the sting was made, yep. it's forty years after the period it's talking about, and now it's forty. It's years forty years now since the sting was made. So, <laughs> so yep. Serge here has original memorabilia from the release of the sting, which is the same as having stuff from the thirties when they made the. <laughs> That's bad. right. Back Novelization. From de- back from the depression. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, back at the here. time, you know, Trey and Trey, of course, will relate to this. Yeah. Uh, we were, we were just youngsters and this came out and man, let me tell you, uh, am I allowed to swear here? Yes. It was the shit. shit. Yeah. The sting yeah. was the shit. Now, Phenomenon. of course, I mean, the big thing at the time is it was the follow up to Butch Casting the Sundance Kid, which was the first great buddy movie with, you know, of course, Paul Newman, Robert Redford, with George Roy Hill directing. So, of course, this came along. It's like, oh, wow, it's going to be great. And it was. But the, this the, is like when Jonah Hill gets together again with, you know, those sort guys of, sort of, yeah. Makes, kind of like that. It's the equivalent. Sure. I thought we were trying to get them <laughs> only, to watch only, this movie. Only Jonah Hill's much more handsome than they are. Anyway, um, someone's watching those Jonah Hill movies. They, I mean, the big, do well. yeah. I mean, the big thing at the time was that um, it, it was just well for me. It just really captured my imagination. It was just like wow, what a great film. And I know the big the big films of the year were uh, The Sting and The Exorcist. They had like yeah. 10, 12 Oscar Damn. nominations, and I was all about yeah, The Sting's got to win. Even though The Exorcist is quite you know bad, a little bit too. different. Yeah, The Exorcist. Yeah, seventy three was kicking ass. Well, also oh, those years was Godfather seventy two. Was Godfather was seventy two. Yeah. Godfather Part Two was seventy four. So it was okay, right in between. So right Chinatown came the next year too. So you actually had two things going on that year. Actually, there was a lot of nostalgia going on. One was it was the this kind of brought the nostalgia for the forties back or for the thirties back, yeah. and then you had American Graffiti at the same time bringing the back the whole fifties slash sixties sock hop type thing. 
So, um, but I was really into it. I got the novelization uh, by some guy and <laughs> yeah, Robert Waverka. And it's the, the interesting I wanted to mention about this, and I always wondered about this, and I have no answer, is that in the book everything's about the same, but the but uh, Doyle Lonigan's name is Eamon Lorimer. Huh. <laughs> interesting. And I'm like, why did they change that? <laughs> and then, of course, the other big thing is it got me into. You know, I was already practicing piano, and it got me into it because the entertainer. Mm-hmm. was actually a top 40 hit. It was on top 40 yeah. radio, and it radio. was like number one. A train I, I bought, both, got we bought the 45. We bought the 45. Uh, go to the record store and buy the internet. Because also, you know, it's pro- now you you kids can can tell us whether this is true or not. But, I mean, I, I assume you're sort of familiar with The Entertainer just because it's a standard, right? You're, yeah. Well, it's a standard as of 1973 because this whole ragtime thing was not a thing. Ragtime was effectively dead, and this movie brought it back. Ragtime yeah, so. never dies, man. It's like bell bottoms. Exactly. So, so yes. as far as a popular form of music, it was like you know this was like a revelation. Well, no, it basically it basically is like if a movie today brought disco back. Like yeah, that's exactly what it was. and it became yeah. a thing. Yeah, and it brought actually brought Scott Joplin. And, and no one, no one had ever no heard of Scott no Joplin. Scott Joplin and yeah. George Roy Hill had been doing you know research on it, and he found Ragtime, and he was playing it because he he's a, he was somewhat of a, a piano player, and he was actually going to play the music. Well, the story is it was, he was going to play the music for the film and he's like yeah i can't play this and that's, how yeah, brought, that's how, and this this actually put marvin hamlish and on that's the also put gave us marvin hamlish and he's the one who took this and orchestrated it and did it all and won him an oscar and it made his career also so this just really just blossomed a whole bunch of things and of course just awesomeness other than i have to say the universal sets just really drove me crazy yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a lot of backlot going on and none of which exists anymore because it's that was two backlot fires ago and pretty much all yeah, that stuff is yeah. gone also also the flat lighting but uh it was yeah just, this know, and this and lighting there's, there's actually one shot where the lighting is especially kind of like wow check that out but again for the period that's that's par for the it, course it was great yeah, and it was and as, once again as a 12 year old boy i was just like oh this is oh, like this candy was awesome it was yeah. like candy yeah anyway mike what about you i miss the universal backlot a little bit <laughs> yeah. just being like oh I know I know you street it's like yeah. see it's like uh, it's the well, that guy of street like, every, hey, every 20 years it burns down and they rebuild it but yeah. then it burns down again yeah and they keep saying that they're accidents but we all know what's up yeah, yeah. We know, it's the way. government yeah and they don't want you to make Back to the Future 4 guys <laughs> that's yeah. right anyway Mike the movie uh, yeah uh, speaking of um, yeah, the universal backlot I remember we used to because um, I, I grew up in, in SoCal so we'd go to Universal Studios and do the backlot tour which for a while was like the only thing that they yeah, had there they had, they had like attractions and things yeah they didn't have attractions they had like the back dot, backlot tour and like an a, ice cream a, truck an ice cream truck exactly <laughs> um, and, look there's uh, a car from a movie mom they have hats yeah. actually those are ours they're not for sale oh, oh. but we'd, we'd do that and they'd take us through the backlot and they'd always they'd always talk about you know one one bit of their uh, the standard patter was you know that corner is <laughs> Is the uh, yeah. uh, the pharmacy, you know, where Robert Redford met Robert Shaw in The Sting? Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, you, your voice got so gravelly to I know, say that, yeah. just to get so that excited you, that you blew up your throat. Yeah. Growing up, I was like, "The hell is the Sting? Like, I, <laughs> yeah. why should I?" You said it like you, it's so you important. Say that like it's important. Yeah. And I never. Is it a um, B movie? But I and for some reason, I guess because in the same tour, like we went by like Night Rider streets and stuff. I assumed it was like a car thing, like it had something <laughs> to do with Burt Reynolds, and just yeah. I was I was very confused by the whole thing. Um, and then finally, 
I don't remember why I saw it. I, I honestly don't. I just got around to it. And I'm like, I've been hearing about this movie literally my whole life. And, <laughs> and I'm trying to watch movies that were, you know, really popular. And this yeah. one won Oscars. It, it, and it did like win that. all the Oscars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, sure, I'll check out The Sting. And I loved it. It was amazing. I was like, yeah. I totally get this movie. It's great. It's got all the twists and turns. And, and like Trey has said several times, uh, especially leading up to this in the last couple of commentaries, it's like, there, there's nothing that shouldn't be there. There's not a, a a wasted beat or a wasted motion or anything like that. And it's, and it moves it, like a freight train. It, yeah. it does. And especially for, you know, for the seventies, you think, you think yeah. you're going to watch a movie from the seventies and you've got to give it, you're going to have to give it the seventies, like know. a handicap for yeah. pacing, but no, not at all. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just absolutely fantastic. And, uh, and, deserves all yeah. of the everything yeah. that it's that we it's often gotten. talk about whether a movie is perfect or not this is about one of the most perfect oh, the yes. perfect movies i think that's ever been done yeah yeah i can't be beat on that front trey sorry for dragging you to all these movies that you yeah i know it's like boy what a chore to have to watch this thing i'll tell you god's honest truth i've watched the sting three times this week <laughs> uh just because here's and here's my backstory on it is uh, of course i saw it at the time and it's like yeah classic you know and i think i saw it in film school and you know we show and watch this thing then and, and i really maybe caught a bit of it here on here and there on television over the years but i hadn't Recently, we've been talking about, oh, yeah, Butch Cassidy and The Sting. These are ultimately – and I realized that I could, couldn't remember the last time I actually watched The Sting. So I said, well, I should probably watch it. Um, so I watched both Butch Cassidy and The Sting um, back to back. And uh, we've already done a Butch Cassidy thing. And I said, you know, Butch Cassidy is – you can see why it's a classic and it has great moments. But it also has moments where you kind of have to – you do have to give it the, well, well, maybe that section not so much. It's kind of slow here. It's a little choppy here. Um and then I watched the Sting, and I was just I was blown away by how Sting still movie. flawless yeah. the Sting was. More so now because I even appreciate like everything that's going on, and you know from from a much more advanced perspective. And uh, I, I I've said this in some other commentary at some point. I it's, it's almost like if there was a way to, I honestly think that the Sting could be a hit right now. If, yes, if you could somehow release the Sting today, just, and have it yeah. you know. It, 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 the problem is we have no. I can't think of who the contemporaries are of. Redford and Newman. Brad Pitt is Redford. Brad Pitt. Well, he's, he looks Clooney, like Clooney. You know, Mike Clooney probably but is. But it in is. There. But it is. Then it becomes just Ocean's Eleven. Exactly. It turns into Ocean's Eleven. Ryan Gosling could do. Ryan Gosling maybe. But but if you like, I said, if you could somehow, you know, just put this out right now. Same script. Same script. Same movie. If you could pull a Psycho and just like literally remake this, like frame for frame, it would be huge. Or if you could somehow, you know, it got made, but. There was some legal problem, and it's been a vault for forty yeah. years. And like, well, let's just release it and see what happens. I, 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 there's no reason why this shouldn't be a hit right now. I don't think. Yeah, I agree. Um, except it, you know, it doesn't have poor. Sorry, movie, you don't have a single collapsing skyscraper. I don't know what you're yeah. thinking, but uh, that's what movies are today. But uh, it's I, I've been, <laughs> I've been, I've been, I'm so glad we're finally doing it, so I can stop evangelizing this movie because <laughs> I've been saying you kids have to watch the fucking Sting. If you don't like the Sting, then you don't like movies. Cool. Now, if you're at the uh, point where the universal logo has faded to black like I am, put your finger on the button. Three, two, one, unpause. And the entertainer, there it comes. Yep, right and, there. And I have to say, at the time, these credits were really impressive, too. Yeah, too. They're, they're still impressive. Very unusual, you know. And, and very I, Well, again, very sort of period, because you know, the, the pages of the book was sort of a yeah. 30s type conceit. I love so, that, though, the expanding out from the shot. And then the production, and then the writer behind the production. Yeah, right. that's, it, it, that's it, neat. It, it, so I mean, it's saying this is a movie, and we acknowledge it. And here, this was different too. I mean, yeah. introducing everyone, yeah. which has kind of got a hint of the t- of TV also. It does but it's still yeah. TV. Yeah. This it, week on the Sting. <laughs> 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 but they made a point in the uh, in the 
you know, the, the, uh, not really behind the scenes, but kind of the little retrospective that they have on the Blu-ray. It's, it, it's an ensemble picture and you got to kind of keep track of all these characters and stuff. But it also makes the point you came to, you know, you probably came to see Newman and Redford together, but the movie is, is going, no, all of these people (laughs) are just as important. This is an ensemble piece and you, you should appreciate all of these actors because they're all part of the story, which they are. And, and I think it's, I think it's great that it opens you on that going, no, they're not, they're not the only game in town. Like all of these guys matter. But it's just, it's a throwback also where they had the credits, they used to have the credits right. all at the beginning. Yeah. But, and once again, it sets you up. This is you still, go to, this you go to the theater. This and, is a you know, studio picture, so, you know, from the era. So it's like it, it again. It's, you know, we've talked about this in Bush Cassidy is, you know, you don't get credits where like grips don't get credit because those are just guys who, you know, we work this week, you're working on the sting, you know, they work for the studio and they work on whatever is on the lot that week and that month and they don't get credits. I mean, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So, so the credits are just the, the principal actors, the principal department heads. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. You know, because it's Who, a stu- studio picture. Yeah. Whoever was basically specific, above the line, basically, yeah. whoever yeah. was hired for this picture specifically and wasn't on contract. Yeah. Now, this I wouldn't have known, um, except for seeing the behind the scenes, this, this little, uh, thing about having the newspaper in his shoes. I wouldn't have gathered what that is, but apparently in the thirties, um, it was a big thing that people would stuff newspapers into their shoes because they would have holes in their shoes that were worn through. So to keep like stuff from messing up their feet. But he's wearing like um, nice wingtips. He's well, that's that's the thing. That's the the idea is it's introducing this character who he's he's dressed really nice and smart and stuff like that. But you've got this little clue that he's he's not as you know he's big put, time. Yeah, he's, he's not as big time as the front that he's putting on. Right, but right, right. you wouldn't necessarily know that unless you happen to know that detail about the newspapers and the shoes, which I suppose. At the time, probably more people knew than they would now. Well, and also, I mean, there was a shift in fashion that happened in the 60s that was still present then. So, I mean, in the 70s, you were still kind of on the cusp of that. Right. Now, you know, dressing more casually was becoming a thing. Whereas here, I mean, this was the Depression. Yeah. You know, and no one had money. So you just had to get by, but you still had to have the appearance. You yeah. Just, it was when like, you went out, you, you had to you, dress you, up. You, you might be homeless, shoes. but you still had to have your fedora and yeah. your coat and your tie. And, you know, if you if you didn't have those at least to, to try and pass as a normal person. Man, if we still really had those standards. Out. Gone out and like you know hiring itinerant workers in front of Home Depot, and they're <laughs> yeah. all they all they look at the mask, like at fedoras like, and spats. Exactly, right. yeah. At least you know, Bermuda shorts and wingtips. At least you know, <laughs> yeah, black <right>. socks. <laughs> yeah, I would not have passed in in the Depression era. Just the way, I, just the way I dress now, they'd have been yeah, like, really, well, I, I, actually, I probably work. I probably would have made a good amount of money because all of them would have been like, wow, he's really like he can't even afford a hat. Look at this guy. I, I like how this just gives a whole background on like the whole bookie. Yeah. You know, yeah. system in Chicago at that time. One of the, well, one of the things that's great about the movie all the way through, which, which we, we often point out other movies that, uh, and one of the reasons why this feels very contemporary and is, is that this movie does not give you a glossary on any of this stuff. Yeah. It just like throws it all at you. And, you know, half the time it's like they're speaking a foreign language and you have to kind of figure out both, both these guys and the, of course, the whole language of the cons. And, and, you know, there's, there's entire swatches of dialogue where every word is a different word than you're used to hearing. Yeah. But you, but you can figure it out from context. But the fact that the, you know, there's no, there's no character in this movie who isn't part of this world to go, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, it's like the movie doesn't give you that, that crutch. And something about being thrown into like the, like the really nice headquarters of the bookkeeping, <laughs> like sort of semi-corrupt industry, like right off the bat. And you're, you know, hearing the fast talking and they're talking about this and they're, you know, t- you know, inside baseball conversation oddly reminds me of Citizen Kane, uh, yeah. throwing you into like the newspaper and, you know, or someone else folds down the newspaper. I just do the best I can. And the whole, you know, that whole scene, which. Just reminds me of an awesome movie while watching an awesome movie, which means that this movie's doing fine because it did not, and I repeat, did not remind me of like I don't know, Liar Liar, or 
unaccompanied minors. Mm. Now, of course, this gentleman here yeah. looks, and, looks and sounds a little familiar. Like uh, Darth Vader's <laughs> for, Darth Vader's for reasons. Uh, well, father, or father, actually. Yeah. That's, so that's James Earl Jones' dad. That's Robert yeah. Earl Jones. I'm watching this guy going. It's it's James. Earl. No, it's not. Plus, the age is wrong. He's a little bit too old. No, but it is. But that's, that's Robert Earl Jones. No shit. Well, I'm I'm glad because I was feeling kind of bad because I, I was like, do all black people look like James Earl Jones? <laughs> yeah. Why am I feeling this so strongly? <laughs> yeah. That's great though. Cool. And he's amazing in this. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. He's he's kind of the 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 catalyst character for the for the whole story. Yeah. Yeah. And actually the interesting once again, I mean, the changing times if you noticed before uh, what the the guy then said before. I mean, I saw, and he the, said the n-word. And they're going to say it again. Yeah. And that's right. Casually yeah, too and it time. is it really feels shocking now. Yeah. But it for yeah. the time it wasn't. You know, it's it's funny how that word has really become so demonized that even even when you're doing a period piece in which it would be, you know, commonly heard Movies kind of still walk, stay away from it now. And yeah. They won't go near it. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of weird that it so casually comes out of this movie several times. Except for Django Unchained. Yeah. Well, yeah, but then they're, you know, they're doing a thing there. You know, that's, that's, <laughs> is that's, it, is it just me or I honestly felt like the, the numbers of N words in Django was excessive. Yes. A filmmaking choice, but it didn't seem culturally excessive. Like it seemed like pretty much that enti- the conversation that happened is fairly accurate. It takes Quentin Tarantino to want to put all those conversations in a row on movies. But the actual like cultural usage and frequency seemed about right. I don't know. Yeah. No, you're right. You're you're certainly right about that. I mean people are just upset because they were like, well God damn it, Quentin. A lot of people well yeah, there a lot of people are upset that you're just doing like, it to do you it. just yeah, you you just you just Yes, it was appropriate, but it feels like you just made the movie so you could yeah. get away with it. Same with Pulp Fiction. You yeah, can't exactly. touch me. You, you see a sign on my house? Yeah. It's a period piece. By the way, you got to get yourself the Blu-ray of this movie because I was watching it. I streamed it on Amazon because I don't even own it. And I think Amazon streams it at a bad encoding of NTSC. And it was just muddy and shit. And it was well, awful. yeah. This and is, looking at this on Blu-ray, it's like beautifully it's restored. It's a, it's a restored Blu-ray. So a lot really of, crisp. I mean, even the behind the scenes, you look it's at it and up. you go... Like the the uh, the newspaper in his shoes. Like I said, I probably would have noticed yeah, those. I've, I've never seen it before, I, I, and I probably would have noticed it more if it had been the the version that I saw on the on the behind the scenes as well. Because though the the paper is like bright yellow in yeah. in some of those transfers and stuff. Oh, in so fact, they went they went through and actually like color corrected and color spotted the whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> guys, oh, yeah. the cab driver's eyes. Holy mackerel! Yeah, for a second <laughs> I thought that was um. Oh help me, fucking the cr- speed, uh, Waterworld. Dennis Easy Rider, Hopper? Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Hopper. Yes, was Dennis Hopper even a thing in seven? No, no, he, no, well, no, he actually, was. Easy Rider. No, he had been, Easy been, Rider was. Yeah, Easy Rider, yeah. But I just like something about the and color of his eyes and his intensity. Now here, what? Whatever. We were ten, fifty minutes in, and now, now we know what this is all about. Or yeah. seven minutes yeah. in. This is yeah. the, this is, is the, seven. Okay. The first of the first of several times the movie will do a reversal on us to yeah. say, "Hey, that thing you just watched was not what you thought it was." Yeah. Although that cued me off to go down. Like I was on the wrong track the whole time because what I thought was going to happen at the end of this movie. Good for you, movie. Yeah, exactly. What I thought was going to happen the end of this movie was that it was going to be that Luther, right? Yeah. Luther, Luther was Lu- never dead. That Luther oh, was never dead. Was and it was him and Paul Newman. And the, sting, oh and the sting was the supercon where the entire time they were stringing along Robert Redford oh to get him God. to run all the... All <laughs> I don't think I could have <laughs> oh, dealt. That, 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 <laughs> that's what I thought it was going to be. I'm glad they made a different choice than that. But, yeah. that, that, but, that's, but that's, you know, that's how that the movie was misdirecting you to, to do that. I don't remember that theory myself, but I know that I was totally taken in by, yes, if you've come this far, by the twist spoiler um i remember in the theater when i first saw it was you know yeah was the was what i remember specifically was the applause in the theater when redford got up when he oh, opened wow. his eyes again oh, opened his eyes yeah yeah i remember that you know the and then when and they even applauded when newman got up as if somehow he might also he might say he might be dead but, but redford wasn't so the fact that you know when they were because you know again culturally 
Remember, this is we've just we know these guys from Butch Cassidy, and so we're thinking they killed him again. Are you kidding me? What kind of sick bastard is, are you, George Roy Hill? So you know the fact that the, even that in, in its way was kind of a sting on the audience. George Roy Whedon. Yeah, seriously, Sally Kirkland. Sally Kirkland, who's still around. She look like that? Mm, not no. so much. But at the time, to a twelve-year-old boy, this oh, is a great oh, scene. Oh, oh, oh yeah. boy! Yeah, that was huge. <laughs> this is a big deal. That would that would have been useful, yeah. And this is Leonard Barr, who was an actual. You would have seen him like on Dean Martin roasts and things at the time. He was a, an actual working comedian at the time huh. the movie was made. Um, Leonard Barr, he was he was one of those. This was his thing. He was this guy who would come out and very like and do these very old vaudeville kind of jokes. Who he probably was a vaudeville guy, you know, from that era. But uh, Leonard Barr would be on like the Dean Martin show and things like that. The Dean Martin show. <laughs> I love her expression no. when she's like, "Look yeah. at you! You look kind of like a good idiot." Yeah, that's. I I I really enjoy her performance when she's talking to him because it feels like, it, yeah. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like just the way she's like shrugging her shoulders and stuff. It's like that feels very real. She feels like a, a real person, you know. To to me, when, whereas some of this feels, you know, it's still. It. I mean, uh, like, like we said right at the beginning, we see the the you know the introduction and the the players and stuff like that. So it feels a little bit theatrical, but she feels very very real. And I'm not complaining about the other performances, which are great. But you love but her so much. Why don't you marry? She her? stood out to me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I guess I probably can't afford her based on what's yeah, really. going on in this movie. But I I think I mean what's really cool watching it again. I mean, I watched it like a couple months ago when I got the Blu-ray. Is that I think it really does capture a lot of the the feeling of the time, yeah. you know, in terms of like what everyone was going through, depression, how they lived their life. And it doesn't feel, doesn't feel movie-ish in a strange kind of way, which yeah. most things do. And there's tons of detail, which is awesome too. Yeah. I'm, how do they, how do they get roulette tables to spin so perfectly? Like they must be perfectly balanced. They, have to they look, are. They yeah. must like have to they're tune supposed them to be anyway. like they're, you tune a piano every yeah, couple of months. Like, because they, I'm just, you know, impressed by roulette wheels and other things like that guy Stranahan. I like it. <laughs> One of the conceits of, of period movies, though, that I've always thought is uh, it's something that we accept. But, uh, you know, you're looking at a movie like this where you see all these brick walls that are, you know, with these faded signs on them and so on. It's like, and, and really, in the real period, those signs would be brand new. wouldn't be faded. <laughs> they, yeah. they would look newer. But we've, you know, we accept that you can still go to these locations. And again, like we said, this was, you know, this period is now 80 years in the past, but at the time it was 40 years in the past. And you could, you could go to a lot of these buildings and a lot of these places that wasn't on the back lot, you know, but everything was aged because it was aged when really it shouldn't be aged right. so badly. But, but again, we're sort of used to seeing it like that. Well, we think about, you know, the, the same thing with, uh, uh, anytime I, you say ancient Rome or ancient Greece, well, it's yeah. all the the white columns and exactly. stuff like that's that. That's not like, what it looked like. It's not at all what it looked like. It looked like friggin' Vegas. Why apparently, that was super like neon and painted and stuff like that. Why did Hooker do that? Because he, he was trying to make more money. Well, he, no, but he's of this world. He yeah, knows you think that these he places known. are. Yeah, it's, you it's, think it's, it's one known. of the few things. That's lousy. A little. It's it's. I think it might be. I mean, it's meant. To, they 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 pay it off all the way at the very end. But I, I don't think it's if, – if there's any nitpick, and you know, all I have for this movie is the micro nitpicks, but this is one of them, is <clears> – maybe it's just because of the way Redford plays it or what we – you know, the Red – just the Redford charisma that we just sort of have a mental picture of what Redford is. But but Hooker is supposed to be kind of young and naive and impulsive and stupid. Right. And and I, I think it's probably – You always just, get, the, you get the vibe that he's smart. Yeah. Well, you don't – you just don't get that from Redford as much as maybe the character on the page was meant mm, to be. Yeah, yeah. 
because Redford seems like he, you know, this movie bears an odd resemblance to the 2001 Ocean's Eleven. I have never seen the old Ocean's Eleven, but I assuming it's, either. assuming I've it's actually, similar. I've actually been told not to bother. Oh, yeah. well, in that case, it's, we'll just, yeah, it's not. It's not <laughs> well, I like, that, I, yeah. I really like the new Ocean's Eleven a lot, but this has sort of a similar thing going on where they get this whole big group of guys to pull off one big con. And there's a bunch of working parts and Redford fits squarely into sort of the Brad Pitt zone yeah, he's for that. Brad, I mean, exactly guy. in the metaphor, like it's the same character even. And Brad Pitt, in Ocean's Eleven is sort of how I think of him as, where he's like kind of one step ahead. He's really smart, maybe you know, uh, new to the game, doesn't have all the ideas in the world, but he's you know he is right, and he doesn't know what's going on a little bit before you do, and that's not actually his character at all. But for some reason, he just kind of carries himself that way. I guess uh, maybe that's part of the whole thing, which should yeah. I guess theor- theoretically strengthen the the like what the fuck did he just get played? Like maybe he's in on this, and he's like with the guy, you know, the the not croupier, but the roulette dude. And then he's going to give him the money yeah. later. I think our problem, uh, yeah, or, or the, the problem is the the only thing we saw of him so far is him, him, pull, him pulling a really clever con and and yeah. winning. And and so you'd think he'd be in on it. And, and but if you look at if you look at w- the scene, the, the actual words and things yeah. is, is the next thing is, you know, that the Robert Earl Jones character, Luther, is going to go, you know, oh, that's you all over, boy. That's 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 yeah. the kind of stupid thing you would do. You know, you blew it already, you know, in, implying yeah. that this is what he does. And again, we just don't. For whatever reason, even though they keep saying that Hooker is this impulsive kind of, he seems you know, cunning. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's, it's still the fact that it's Robert Redford and he just seems pretty clever. <laughs> um, right, right. I know. mean, he, he's basically he comes across as more intelligent than maybe than maybe the character really was intended is. to be. I mean, even in the beginning, you know, he does pull off a con, but it's Luther's con. He's Luther's apprentice. Right. Yeah, you know. So, so it's again, we sort of get. I, I think it probably is just the charisma of Redford is undercutting. What the script was going for. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. He, you know, Redford is probably sort of meant to be maybe, you know, more like a kid. You know, the kid. He's got potential, that kid. He's got Moxie, but, uh, you know, he's not there yet. In the chat, what? someone was saying we should take a drink every time Shaw says, Yafala. Yafala. That, that is, that, <laughs> it's not a, it's not a failing of the movie because there's no place where you could do it, but it made, it really made me want someone to say, someone to, to throw it back in his face at some point. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, of course, they never do because because anyone doing that would have tipped their hand. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to, to exactly. The, the that con would, going on. That's and part of the best part of the game is is shock and never know that this was a con ever. Yeah. Now, uh, something else that also is very interesting and again makes me want to uh, know more about George Roy uh, Hill. I want to go to dinner at Elvis' house, please. Yeah, <laughs> that it, seems lovely. <laughs> it looks like a fun place. It looks like a nice place to hang out. Is is we think of like you know I love even the reversal of her talking about when she used to be a crook yeah and just, she's which is gonna which is also gonna pay off later yeah. but the look at I mean we're in a wonder right now yeah and we like to think that you know Spielberg invented the wonder and it's not not true at all um he sort of brought it back in many ways, but uh, Hill is, especially in this movie, huge on oneers. Oh, yeah. A lot of these, a lot of these scenes are all done in one or done in one with a cutaway that just you know breaks it up a little bit. But these amazing setups that he would come up with, where the entire scene plays out and the actors just you know you get to look at this beautiful sets and the actors do their thing and they say the words and it plays out in one. Yeah, yeah, but that shot was a weird example in terms of comparing it to Spielberg because the thing that Spielberg tends to do with those big winners is he'll reblock the scene just with moving the camera uh, and that was just sitting well, there and, 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 and so is well, there goes Hill doing it too you know he's, well yeah in this shot and the other one it was just sort of a nodal pan yeah. left right left right but again it's, it's, it's super cool it's, 
you know, Spielberg sometimes will go look at me directing everybody, whereas he'll just puts the camera where it needs to be and and gets the scene done. You know, sometimes it's a little showier. It's because I don't think it draws itself attention to itself here. You have to actually kind of notice, like, wait, this has been a wonder the whole time. Yeah, right. But even then, it I mean it motivated itself. It followed Redford, yeah. and then it followed yeah. Redford it, back. It oh, this one, on I like I like this shot a lot more than the last one, but I didn't yeah. just like the last one. Just observation. And and here he goes. Yeah. He, he gets it. Yeah. I'm, I'd still rather have Luther mad at me than Alva. Like, I'm still pretty sure, like, Alva's amazing, but she could also, like, beat your ass. She would probably, oh, yeah. yeah, she would go full on. Well, that's, that's the, well, that's one Tyler of the, Perry on you. that's one of the great lines she has. Like, when it's very subtle, but one of the great lines she has is like, yeah, if they caught you making the switch up on, you know, Broadway or whatever, they would beat the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, so this lady has gotten the shit beat, <laughs> yeah, kicked she, out of her a couple she's been times. Around, yeah. <laughs> There's a, you know that she's been bugging Luther to retire. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know that she's been all over him. One thing also, by the way, um, I believe that the actual um, street name nowadays, anyway, for that that con is called the Pigeon Drop, which still happens to this day. Huh. People people do it. Really, people do it, and they fool old people with it all it's, the time. Well, it's like the in person version of the Nigerian Prince thing. Well, that's yeah. the, that's the thing, and the the thing about Please all carry these, this money for me. I'll come back and get it safely. The right, thing about yeah. all those cons, as as they they point out, is. Um, and the and the reason you're able to get on board with with con- although it, there's not really too much difficulty in getting on board with criminals in movies as long as you know you give them the proper save the cat or however you want to put it um is that they aren't they aren't just thieves they they're not just you know i mean they could be they they totally they're not know, pickpockets they yeah they pickpocket lawn again later but that's as part of a greater con that's not what they do what they do is they use people's own greed against them it's like if if these people weren't weren't so greedy that they're like yeah i'll, I'll take this money that you're handing me to to take somewhere else they would not have put themselves in the position to be that's, eh, that's what that's, that, that's where we get the phrase you can't cheat an honest man yeah is uh, you know that these cons depend on but an yeah. honest man would have wanted to help the guy in the pigeonhole con like it's not it's assume it's assumed that they're going to just run off with the money that they were just given but right. if they were trying to help they would have done the exact same thing by taking that it's true and, and they would have taken their wallet that is that is why they they make the point there they're like which direction was he going to go and they know that oh, if he I was see. honest he was going to go south and they which way did he go oh he went north oh fuck that guy then. the more, right. like, the more they don't have to they, feel that's bad a variation it. of it the way it's done and and when you want to fool somebody is you go look we found this money you go hey you're like sitting in a bus stop with an old lady and you go there's like a wallet that you've placed there yourself and you go look a wallet with 500 is this your no oh someone must have dropped it there's no id what do we do um and and you there's a weird convoluted way you justify well we should share it but you know but but how do i know i can trust you and oh, so they use some collateral so you, you put your money in as right. well and now we both have a piece of the pie and then you know you do the switch and that person thinks that they have whether they're honest or not right they've they've they're trying to get you know they're looking to get some money out of this transaction is is it doesn't work yeah I, that that one would apply to the whole you can't yeah. cheat and not as so this is a very we see a variation of it here right so and then so charles durning oh yeah that's right another another stalwart remains a stalwart <laughs> um actually what this reminds me of is paper moon came out i think oh, another movie after another, about, about now that you've seen sting paper moon yeah next on your list paper Moon's that was like bogdanovich's well. second or third film yeah um really really amazing again in black and white yeah sarah how come you don't have a suit like this that you just wear all the time all the time all the time. Because I don't live in the 30s? Like Durnings or... You don't think you could pull it Redford's. off? Redford's well, I, I suit can, is pretty I could pull it off. Snazzy. I just everyone would look at me like, <laughs> That's a doing? snazzy suit he's got on. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just the Redford's like pinstripes are more like cigarette stripes. Like they're huge. Yeah. He's, and with he, that tie, wow. Yeah, the, the tie is a whole other... It's a whole other thing. Like with the weird clashing with the blue undershirt. It's like... 
it's it's not actually that classy. It's a little goofy. Yeah. Well, but that's once again, that's the whole thing of looking good when it's very hard to yeah. look good during. Yeah, these, you're kind of throwing it together. Well, and and I believe uh, I'm sure he thought it was. Edith Head did too. the costumes on this, if I recall, oh, and, and, and she won an Oscar and won for an it. Oscar just like everyone else who was nominated for this thing, and except and, for the grips. And yeah, exactly. Well, you know, grips don't get nominated to this day. Um, <laughs> they have, but they have their own award ceremony, just like everyone else does. But um, yeah, go on. But anyway, so Edith had designed the costumes. You know, Edith had was who you got if you could get her. But that's mm-hmm. who you got. You know, so we don't really have name costume designers as much as uh, Edith had was famous at the time. But but um, but even even his costume. I mean, there's there's a major montage that's coming up where where Gondorf turns him into a little more stylish. You know, he gets him out of these sort of like young Turk kid duds that he's kind of wearing for himself and kind of, you know, gets him into charcoal, gets him a manicure, gets him, you know, looking a little classier. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but this is, this is, yeah. this is, again, everything is right except for that's Redford. <laughs> and it really should be, you know, someone a little bit Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. yeah. A character <laughs> exactly. like that. Exactly. That would have been yeah. perfect. Or at least, you know, in terms of the, whatever the, the, the whatever the equivalent of Shia LaBeouf, the distinction would have been the in the character is what I'm talking about. Like that vibe would have been way better. Yeah. Like uh, even in like Indy Four, the sort of God, that guy's an idiot. I mean, he's gonna get good at this, but for now, he's just fucking annoying. You know, but the idea that this, you know, the Hooker character is is you know clearly supposed to be you know the kid, and although it's not like we can say, yeah, Redford was totally miscast and ruins the movie, it does. I think we have found the one way that it's a little off. Yeah, you know who ruins the sting? Robert Redford. <laughs> yeah. I know. Isn't that weird when you go, you know, yeah, the casting is, you know, it's just a shame about Redford. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mar- I mean, it's Marlon probably, Brando and the Godfather just sank the whole thing. Yeah. There, there is probably an, an element of, I love this lady's performance. <laughs> just in the background the whole time, like, what? What's just, did you see that? Like, yeah. yeah she's, again, it's a wonder. She's got to, she's got to fill the whole scene. She's yeah. Gotta, she's right. got to do business this whole time. Well, right. I never. I, you know, you're going to report that, man. <laughs> See, he's even got the kid cap on. Later, he's yeah. gonna have the fedora, but now he's right now he's got the he's from Newsies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they should have got someone like that that age almost to 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 play this. Probably, I mean, should have. I mean, he's still great in it, but it, it is also probably from the Butch Cassidy. You know, knowing him from Butch Cassidy and seeing that character, and and you know. He can whip around and shoot a snake from like you know yeah. a thousand yards or whatever. It's yeah. hard to somehow he can take off your shoes with a gun. It's yeah, exactly. And so it's it's hard to see him. That that's interesting. It's it's actually hard to disconnect that version of Robert Redford in your head, yeah. and and look at him as someone who who currently lacks the competence and over the course of the movie is supposed to kind of gain it and and come into his own. Whoa! Was, <laughs> yeah, a little step print there. One of the few times where Hill didn't quite get the winner I think he was going for. Right. You think in the restoration they might have like smoothed it out a bit and thrown some motion blurs to make it a little bit less. This is a winner. Here's a winner here. This whole section here is a winner again. Again with one cutaway for Luther. Oh, poor I pre- Luther. I appreciate when this they is, don't do that. This though. is pretty. This is pretty shocking too in yeah. the theater. I remember like really being freaked out when I was a kid and saw that. that yeah. Whoa! That was like the equivalent of an exploding head at the time. Like <laughs> Jesus. See, yeah, we push all the way in, poor Alva, to find him, and then we pull all the way back to finish the scene. No, it's a, it's, it, it's a dolly back. Yeah. Nice. No, and zoom, yeah. Uh, yeah, they hit the they hit the zoom. Uh, they hit the, the dolly zoom. there. Thank you for hiding the zoom. <laughs> yes, they don't always. <laughs> Sometimes they don't. But uh, you know, again, yeah, it, I mean, it was they, the style at the time. But they they managed to avoid it, if I recall correctly pretty good it doesn't draw attention to itself a lot it's mm-hmm. very and sometimes it's very very slow and deliberate and it's, it is often buried in a camera move so you don't quite get the sense of 
right. just being a Zoom. This whole division into a little vignette act sort Speaking of Speaking of Tarantino, is, is an interesting he's choice. the one who kind of bring, brought it back this in is, our This is, by the era, way, but hello, visual effects people. Wow. We used yeah. to be able to do stuff, too. Look yep. at that matte painting. It's a nice matte painting, and that is this. Is that the Santa Monica? That's Santa Monica. Yeah. Yep. Santa okay, Monica. that's I still there. I thought so, because I'm like, yeah. that looks it's like It's a fun little Monica. thing. If you look right to the left, the very corner of the screen, you can see a yellow stripe in the road, which is not period, so they're trying to hide it. <laughs> uh-huh. But this is, yeah, this is Santa Monica Pier. Well, that's right. Yeah, so they, they <laughs> built the there. stairs on the side, and they built the whatever the, the whatever the stanchion, whatever, to suggest that there's a subway there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they just, they just put, you know an L with no train, but just built an L and down the middle of the road. And I assume the carousel itself is also the, the actual place, but I've, I've never, I think been, probably, in, I've never been, in, I've never been, been inside there. So I've, yeah, I've been inside and I've been told that that's what it is. Yeah. So it looks pretty much it. Now this that's is Eileen it. Brennan, of course, yes. who was hot at the time. She had also been in the last picture show, Bogdanovich's first film. And yeah. she was great in that. I think she was later in private Benjamin. Okay. All right. But she was much better in the last picture show. Well, but Private Benjamin, it was like the great Eileen Brennan, ladies and gentlemen, slumming to appear in this Goldie Hawn comedy. Well, exactly, yeah. And then she was hit by a car, but she survived, <laughs> and she's fine. The best always do. Yeah. I don't know what I mean. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> the best was always well, clearly. by a car. <laughs> yeah, but she's the, she's the quintessential hooker with a heart of gold. Gotta have one. So there you go. Obviously, she's worked her way up to Madam. I'm actually surprised. I mean, earlier... Because cause you hear about back in back in these days, and I think Goldman was even talking to even talks about it in his book. You know, it's it's difficult to get. It was difficult to get actors of the time to kind of get dirty in in a way. You know, and and they they had they had their you know their reputation and the way that the public saw them, and they weren't really well. Famously you know, for Wizard of Oz, they they could not get anyone to play the Wicked Witch. Yeah. Right, and so but that's exactly it. I mean, nowadays you know they'll they'll gain forty pounds and fucking punch themselves in the face to to play a role, and they yeah. they win Oscars for that. But back and that's then, just Christian Bale. Yeah, but yeah. but back then they wouldn't. You know, so the the real superstars wouldn't really do that. Um, whether and even when <laughs> if they were willing to, their their people, you know, the agents and stuff wouldn't want them to do that because it would screw up their yeah. you know their image that's the word i was looking Damn for it. and uh so i'm actually impressed by by both characters like here's how newman introduces himself <laughs> yeah. in the movie yeah. like, like just smashed up against the wall <laughs> drunk out of his head you know it's and complete, uh, completely against the image well of course he yeah. played bad boys but this was like the, yeah. the worst bad boy he'd played to date yeah so at this point he well he by this point he'd done HUD and Cool Hand Luke and, yeah. and uh, The Hustler. It was The Hustler before this. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he, he was kind of, he, of course, you know, Newman's career goes all the way back. His first movie was 55. So he was, mm. he was you know, Redford was a little more recent. Redford started in the late 60s with like Barefoot in the Park and things like that. But, um, you know, Newman was already well-established star at this point. Yeah, well, this is where he was, I mean, I guess he, well, he was starting to get older. Redford, Redford was, was yeah. the new kid in Butch Cassidy. That was what put him on the map. That right. Movie. He, he was known, he'd done movies, but but that's what made him a star. All the interviews I've seen with um, Paul Newman, uh, he, I just love the Christ out of that guy. He's, yeah, yeah he, he was, he, he, he was, was the kind of, Tom Hanks of his day. He was the Tom day, Hanks yeah. of his day, yeah. Which is like, and again, I, because we talked about it during Butch Cassidy, um, another movie I said, I should probably see that again to see if it still holds up. I just rewatched Road to Perdition, oh. which of course is, I think, the only example of Tom Hanks being a bad Tom guy. Tom Hanks and Paul Newman being in a movie together and both being bad guys. Ooh. Um, and, uh, it's, that's also well worth seeing. And also about the same period too. Although I think actually, yeah, I guess it is the 30s. It's 20s or 30s is when. And the, he was also, that, if I'm not mistaken, a pilot in World War II. Yes. Well, he wasn't a pilot. He was like a bombardier. He was. He was. A, he wasn't a pilot, but he was in yes warplanes. Badass. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> of a, you know, this is a guy who was dying of cancer and like two weeks before he died, he took his, you know, Grand Prix race car out for one last spin yeah. around the track. Paul Newman, man. <laughs> Newman is, you know, they, they don't make him like that anymore. Like at the time, all the women were swooning over Paul Newman. Now they're all swooning over John Krasinski. I'm yeah. not saying yeah. John Krasinski saying isn't, adorable, isn't adorable. Yeah. I'm just saying Bombardier Grand Prix. Yeah. And he looks like this. Yeah. I, I man, they they told a, a little story, and I may have slightly misunderstood it, but apparently they were doing rehearsals for this scene, and like the the you know the the actors getting into their characters' heads and stuff like that. Like they were doing rehearsals for this scene, and at some point, Paul Newman just got up and like walked away during the rehearsals, and the director was like, "We're like we're rehearsing. What are you doing?" He's like, "I know, but." I'm hungover. I'm gonna go get some ice so I can wake myself. <laughs> like, just decided to do it in the middle of rehearsals and just you know started pantomiming doing that. And Roy Hill was like, "What the hell are you doing?" There's a there's, okay. There's a scene here which is um I went and, uh, just to see if there was any useful insights. I checked uh, IMDb to check the trivia and so on. And again, there's quite a couple of cases in I in, in there where they have information that's clearly wrong. Yeah, and clearly written by kids who don't. No, like it, it was me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was you. And one of them is about this scene here, which I, I was like, I made sure I rewatched the scene to see what the hell it was talking about. And I understand what they're talking about. It is interesting, but they the justification they give on IMDb is wrong. They talk about how see, like, see, look at the scene right here. See the guy? He's got he's got more than one shadow. And they talk about how you can totally see the shadow on the on the green screen back background. It's like oh, well, that's, oh. that's that's a real background. But see, even outdoors, we use lights in movies. Yeah, so. So there's the uh, that no, shot of Trey, that, they filmed it on the moon. The, yeah, that shot of that guy. He's got shadows which look make it look like a fake background. Which I understand why it looks like a fake background. Yet it's clearly not a fake background. It's just that you know you you actually even in a broad daylight scene you have giant banks of lights. Yeah, actually, especially in uh, Sidney Lumet, Sidney Lumet talked about that in his book Making Movies. He's like. We we look like psychotics when we're shooting <laughs> yeah. outside because we're outside in broad daylight and we've got these massive lights just blasting yeah. the actors. But it's but it's exactly because you're out in broad daylight yeah, you have to counteract the it's sun. To, yeah, it's to it's so the shadows don't go full black. Yeah, it's a, it's it's fill lighting. Those yeah. those massive banks of light are the fill light so to you the sun. Talk about how the you know the lighting. The one thing, one of the few nitpicks you can, you know, bigger nitpicks you can give in this movie is sometimes the lighting is a little not as sophisticated as we would do nowadays. But again, you're talking about yeah. old, older cameras, older film stock. You know, you didn't have as many options as you certainly. Well, now digital, you know, anything goes. But um, most of the lighting is great. Sometimes they just, you know, it is what it is. So that one scene is where you, they didn't quite balance the shadows, and you can actually see the guy has multiple shadows as he walks across the the golf green. Well, actually, I was looking at that, and that might have been a case where it was late in the day, and they were trying to race the sun. Yeah, might have been that trying to fill that in too. You never know. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes they, it wasn't that obviously because there was a full landscape shot, but sometimes you know it's even you end up going so late that you end up you know shooting night for day. <laughs> you, have pull, you have to pull every light out of the truck and pretend it's still daylight whenever actually it's nine p.m. Oh, seen that happen. Yep. DPs hate that. <laughs> Most of the time they get away with it just fine, but they always, you know, they just cringe every time that shot comes up. Oh. This, by the way, was yet another one which was only broken by the, the Redford close-up in the middle. We're still we're still in it. Yeah, which is, I mean, when you're dealing with theater actors, like we talked about in, in Butch Cassidy, these guys both came out through the theater, so yeah. they're used to just going, I'm I'm performing straight through. That's just yeah, how, just how was, you do can it. Can I just do the scene? <clears throat> yes, please. Yeah, Newman came out of the actor studio, um, mm-hmm. the famous actor studio with you know Brando and all those, all that crowd from that era. So. 
Yeah, there's the the. It's it's really fun to you know even as somebody who didn't necessarily grow up with Newman and Redford, yeah, it's it's still fun to watch them. It's like oh they're back together. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, and and can but at the same time, I wonder if that does distract from the scenes a little bit and distracts <laughs> from the uh. Um, you know, there's the line where, where he says, uh, you, he's, he talks about, you're, you're not necessarily going to get too much out of this guy. Like, why do you want to go after him? And he says, cause I don't know enough about killing to kill him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in the, in the script, which by the way is like, they just, they, they just made the movie. Like it's, it's the least changed yeah. from script to screen that <laughs> I've ever seen. Um, but there's, there's the line after he says that, um, it's like, uh, the react Gondorf's reaction. It's like this is the right answer, and Gondorf didn't know that until he <laughs> until he said it. You know, <laughs> nice. even Gondorf didn't know that. Well, I mean, even at the time, I mean, that's the thing. These guys only paired up these these, these two, two times, movies, yeah. And so it was the big event. It's not like it just happened all the time. This, mm-hmm. you know, I don't yeah. want to expect it to happen again. But of course, I think that era kind of went away, and what they were able to do. So it was a big thing. And then they went off and did their own films. Of course, Newman went off to do Terry Inferno, and then yeah. some. Uh, when when the Earth, whatever that horrible Irwin Allen volcano movie. Oh, when time ran out. When time ran out. Yeah. Whereas I mean, Redford yeah, went even, on to do even, a whole bunch of yeah, stuff. Grayson. Even Redford, even Newman had some missteps later. Yeah. I mean, Redford went on to do I think Three Days of the Condor right after this, and. And then he'd already, all the president's he'd done Downhill Man. Racer at some point, I think, before this. He'd done Downhill Racer, Jeremiah Johnson, The Candidate. So yeah. he was really on a roll. Of course, Ray uh, Walston, my favorite That's uh, my favorite Martian, yeah. Yeah. Uncle Martin. So can we put our finger <laughs> on exactly what makes this movie so good? It's the finger on the nose thing. Yeah, yeah it's this. Uh, this which, that, which, was a, that was a big thing, too. It's like, what the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> according, according to the script, that is referred to in the business as The Office. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why it's called yeah. the office. The script, the, office. the gesture, the, the, yeah. the, but the gesture is is called the office. Yeah, interesting. I, I it doesn't ex- it doesn't bother to explain why. I, I I'm sure we could come up with reasons that might be called that, but uh, it just specifies that. I love this guy. He's like, oh, yep. I'm out. I quit. I gotta go, <laughs> bitch. Please. <laughs> I, I love. I love. I'd love to help you, but I don't work here anymore. Yeah. He's Bernie Mac. I love imagining. Yeah, in a way, way that he is. Yeah, I love imagining that that. The, this guy's life <laughs> like that that's so interesting the idea that yeah. they worked together 20 years ago and he is so ready at the drop of a hat if he ever you know he hasn't seen this guy in like decades <laughs> but if he ever sees his face again he's yeah. like oh i'm in Gondor's let's go got a gig i'm out let's go <laughs> yeah. let's do this this now, this was great i'm like at the time I'm like what the hell is he doing yeah it's like you know, it's again no explanation you just see the payoff later so you go oh I know although i've always heard of doing that with a hair or tape yeah, yeah it's something a little, that's, it's a little, obvious, that's something a little bit less uh, you know okay. well i like a yellow flashcard. Yeah. In in real life, yeah, you would want to do it with a hair so you knew so no one would n- notice it if it We're were talking about broken, when you close but... the door on the piece of paper so you can tell when you come back if the paper's not there someone's been going through yeah. the shit. Right. But you do that with something that's a little bit less yeah. obvious. But you can't but it, you have to make it obvious enough to read on screen, which is I think. Or the, you could go the, the other way with it and have it be one of those like flyers that they just stick in your door for like pizza, but it's all in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either way, if it's gone, they've been here. <laughs> there was a nice little touch there that I, I didn't catch until just watching the movie like the third time recently, but the whole five points thing, mm. which um, mm. uh, five because uh, they mentions that he comes that Lonigan comes from five points, which is the horrifying section of town depicted in 
Gangs of New York. That's oh, five points. Yep. Um, right. Earlier time, obviously, but and five points now literally no longer exists. It's been totally rebuilt, and and five points used to be where five streets came together, and that doesn't exist anymore. But they they just mentioned in this whole where they're working up the bio of Lonigan, where he goes, he comes from from a place called Five Points, which is kind of notoriously an awful part of town. Right. But he he says he's from you know a nicer part of town. Later, when he asks when he meets Hooker, he goes, "Where are you from? Where are you from, Hooker?" And Hooker goes, "Yeah, a place called Five Points, but I got out of there." That's part of the scam. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's from Five Points. He's, right. You know, like me. He it's like saying, it's, it's, it's like it's being mirroring. from Southie or something. It's the whole thing of mirroring. Yeah. Yeah. When you're trying to go undercover, the whole thing is just like, to mirror yeah, the other person. Just like throw a little, you know, and, and he doesn't go, I hear you come from Five Points because that's right. too obvious. Yeah. yeah. And, and nobody is supposed to know that. Exactly. According to, uh, as far as the rest of the world knows who's not trying to scam this guy. Exactly. He comes from Forest Hill. So. I love her walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just got it going on. She comes right back. And it's like, her voice is almost too low for yeah. humans to hear. Time. Time, yeah. So, she remembers. So, she's so like, know, oh, wait, you're done. So we know what the business, you know, what she's doing. Well, you know. Yeah. So yeah. is this place on the level or not? Mm-hmm. No, it's a, well, it's a brothel. So it's yeah. a, it's those a, are illegal. It's a speakeasy brothel. Oh, this is just prohibition this, too, right? No, this was I, I looked it up. This was this would be just after prohibition, so it didn't need to so, speak, yeah. be a okay. speakeasy. Drinking is still is cool. Drinking is cool, but prostitution, prostitution is not. not so much. But the fact that uh, you know that uh, it's uh, this whole casual like you know, well, she's like, well, you're not from here. I might be yeah. nervous if you were a local cop. Yeah, but uh, you know, you're not from around here. You're from out of town. You got you yeah. you have no jurisdiction. Yeah. Here. And and as as uh, Newman has his speech later, where he talks about it's like it's not like. The cops don't know where the brothel is or where the numbers rackets are or anything like that. It's all sort of part of the, okay, like, you know, just be cool and we won't raid you unless we have to. And okay, give me, give me a couple hundred bucks and I'll forget your, your, your place. Yeah. It's like at that point, it's just a job. It's just, you're, you're doing a job like any of the, Paul any Newman of the looks like he's been shrunk. Like this looks like, looks, like skinny, looks like skinny Steve version yeah. of Captain America right now. And like the size of his <laughs> yes, shadow yeah. is how big he should be. Yeah. Where's that light coming from? Is, yeah. that, is, is there a light wow. in his beer glass? What the hell's going on there? Where is it coming and from? And it's not casting <laughs> on the guys in the foreground. Yeah. It's hidden. It's, it's like it's, like, like no, it's coming think out it's, of the table. It's Well, it's probably blasting straight from near camera, yeah. but then there's another light counteracting it on these other guys, and that's why you're not really seeing Whoa. it. Whoa. Maybe nice. it's just... Maybe it's... Oh, look at the look at the cast of the light on the outside. You can see that it's a flagged light, yeah. so it's just like a little pinhole light. Yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah, right it's, on it's, him. Yeah, it's right underneath the camera, just going right like, across like, the table, like the emperor's nice. eye eye lights. Making I, Neil, I, uh, Paul Newman look small. You know what I love, uh, and I, also making him pop out with these other guys yeah. flanking him. I love what about this scene is that they're all discussing how we're going to do this. We can't do it this way. I mean, they kind of go through all the options. Like they're yeah. really kind of doing a good production meeting there. Yeah. How <laughs> exactly. can we pull I this actually, off? Watching this, I actually totally felt like it. Uh, I, I'm like I relate to this from the from do, shooting a movie or something because yeah. they're totally bringing together it's, the it's a production and, meeting. They're having a production meeting, right? We're breaking and, it down. You know, and then, yeah, we can shoot over here. No, no, it'd be better if we did. We're this we have this. We're going we to go to location and start talking to the props department. The next scene. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then yeah. there's sets and then there's costume and there's literally casting. Run like a They're movie. casting. The yeah. Wardrobe. That's and right. It's, it's, yeah. You'll be you'll be the guy there. <laughs> yeah. And then and then they're just running a couple of uh, and then the scenes are just improv. They're, they're performances. They're high stakes performances, but it's really just a theater troupe that they're yeah. putting together. And, but that's the interesting that it is. And in, in that sense, the con is a, um, is a theatrical yeah. venture that they're all ca- it, there is a loose exactly improv improvisational script that they have to follow and they all have to do is get the guy to go from here to there yeah. and that's their gig other than and the fact that it's illegal and they can get killed yeah. but <laughs> yeah exactly and there's uh, I, I i 
really I really made that connection. I mean, like you said, they visit the props department and stuff like that. But I really made that connection when he goes to the bar and he's like, I need like twenty guys. Get, <laughs> yeah. That that feels that feels like oh, and they're like, oh, get me the sheet. It's like they have a group of. He's like, I need my DP. I need a you yeah. know, I need a couple grips that he likes. And oh, stuff is like Joey that. available? Yeah. Great, yeah, get him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's, yeah, here they even talking about hookers. Any objections to hookers? A second man. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh well, we don't know. Uh, I don't know. Can he carry the carry the whole piece? Yeah. I don't know. It's like uh, casting that role is pretty important. I mean, yeah, you could put him in there and he'd probably do a great job. But then you would think that he was actually more cunning than he is because he's Robert Redford. Yeah, he's, he wouldn't. He doesn't come off naive enough. I need someone. We need a kid. A kid for that role. I wonder if it's yeah. just that Redford's too old. Uh, he's he's he was getting old at the time. He's because. older. Well, he's too old to play the the dumb the kid. dumb kid. Yeah, what I'm saying he's, like he's, if they had like a 21 year old playing yeah. that role, but. Uh, the, what just happened is actually very important for for the big reversal later when he's when what, he asks picture of a train. Uh, no, when he asks, <laughs> has anybody been spreading bad money around? And yeah. Redford doesn't doesn't speak up. There's the second moment later on where you know he's chased by what they call the torpedoes, yeah. uh, Lonigan's torpedoes, and he doesn't tell Redford about it. And so when the whole FBI thing happens and he doesn't tell Redford about it, you are primed to go with that is really exactly. happening because Redford has already legitimately kept withheld information yeah. from Redford. Yeah. So so and you vice versa, and yeah. Redford is you know you do, anything's going wrong, kid, you'll tell us, right? And then so yeah, so you buy the whole, this also another oneer with one break, yeah. with one breakaway, and, and this is local. Scout, yes, <laughs> pan over and, and, the, and the, Dan Aykroyd and the comes down guy, yeah. and talking and, talk, is great. and talking about exactly the location scout. They're talking about uh, we got to sh- we got to shoot in a week. Are we going to yeah, be ready, yeah, ready with right. this? Uh, we'll get this place ready in the week? corner and over there. Yeah. That's right. Okay, and. All right, I'll make you deal. I like the I like the bit where he's like, "I've yeah, I've uh, run this place for 15 years. Here's 250 bucks. I never heard of the place. <laughs> yeah, <I know laughs> That's that. a great little I'm out. Now, where have I seen this guy before with the coat and the Harold Gould? Harold Gould's oh, been wow. in everything. He's one of those yeah. characters. He, he looks really familiar. Just I just about, don't know. He's been in all kinds of things. He was in Bridget Loves Bernie. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> did a lot of TV as well. I'm sure Teague saw that. Now there's a, there's one <laughs> that's racist. There's one there's one cutaway right there to to Harold Gould is the only break in the scene. And and the, the guy uh, the the little fellow there uh, his his line is dubbed just before that, which makes me feel like there's a lift right mm. in the middle that they obviously they they, they change something or cut something out. Yeah. Um, because then it goes back to the wonder again. But again, it just shows that you know they, he had the cutaway. So, you know, he was planning, like, in case, you know, I'm going to cover Gould. He probably covered everyone. It's like, I, I hope, hopefully this will play in one. But of course, you always get the cutaways just in case. You never know. You know, we got to drop that. Okay. Here's, here's Chicago. a Chicago. Funnel, funnel not, not only Chicago. Um, this is actually Chicago. It's actually Union Station. If you look in the background there, if you've ever seen a movie called The Untouchables with Kevin Costner. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. That's there's they, a staircase that you might find familiar. And yeah. there's a pram yeah. still falling. Yeah, yeah. that's right. They ripped off from, Although, uh, from Battleship, Battleship Potemkin, which this, uh, in itself is a quote of Battleship Potemkin. Oh, Although this yeah. is supposed to be New York. They're supposed to be getting on the train no, they're in New York Chicago. to, Chicago. to no, go to Chicago. Chicago. That's true. Yes, you're right. No, they're going, they're going from New York to Chicago. That's where this this whole thing takes. That's true. This is Lonigan. So they had Chicago sub for Lonigan's going to Chicago to... To, to check on the books. So the one time they film in Chicago. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they, they were already committed to shooting in the Chicago, so they said, look, we'll just use Union Station in Chicago. Right. But, um, that guy has Charlie Chaplin eyebrows, and he didn't paint them on. I was so I was so struck by that watching the movie now, you know, and going, that's the, like, that's so the untouchable yeah. staircase. I mean, the whole, the whole, that whole scene takes place in Union Station, so it's all over the place, the columns and everything else, but, the, right. but that staircase is so distinctive that I was like, 
and I immediately had to st- I paused the movie to look it up. Like, yep, sure enough, that's that. Oh, oh, yeah. That really is the same staircase. I, mean, I, I love you how wanna yeah. go. I mean, you, you, walking in. And you've got to look at Harold Gould's credits. I mean, he did a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, I say Bridget Loves Bernie. And a lot of the, stage as well. Yeah, by the seventies, he was doing you know sitcoms, yeah. and he was in several famous ones. Bridget Loves Bernie being one, one I have. To <laughs> yeah, remember. I, I was just but looking it up. What, he's what, just all over TV. Yeah, okay. he, not, nothing necessarily where I've been like, oh, he played that, that and that. Yeah. But it totally like lots you know, of movies. He was in the Golden Girls. Axel in Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know, it's, I mean, how it's, good it's, he I mean, is. this brought character, you know, actors who've been character, you know, who've right. been in movies before and brought them back. And I mean, this is probably was, you know, the highlight of the end of toward, towards the end of his career because I think he passed away in the eighties or the nineties. And uh, but he was just so he just nailed it. His, of course, his character's name is Kid Twist, which is such a <laughs> yeah. which is such a con. It's like his, uh, you know, it's like he's ne- and he's like not like Neo, but uh, yeah, it's like a stage Morpheus. name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Either that or either that has just been his name since he was literally a kid. Yeah. Like, like 50 years ago. He got that name in 1880 and he's just been using it ever since. Oh yeah, kid twist. He's 90, but yeah, that's what they call him. What is that guy doing with the dice? He's just practicing rolling dice. Well, he's probably practicing cheating at dice. Um, and in fact, as uh, Harold Gould, as he passes him, because you're still working those shapes, which is slang for dice. Yeah, there you go. So, so it's like, well, well put clearly, together there. Clearly, nice. clearly, he does you know some kind of scam with dice. Is his thing. I want to see a movie where it, where it's like uh, you walk in, they walk into like the underground bar, and it's a bunch of magicians. There's just some yeah, dude casually at the bar out. just producing doves and shit. You know, it, it just it's still practicing. doing that old thing. Yeah. Yeah. Twist comes in and his king goes, and it's yeah. flowers. Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, well, see, well, I haven't seen Now You See Me, but most people haven't. But I know, saw it, actually. Who knows? Maybe that's, did it have a scene like that? Where we got to get 10 magicians. We got to go to the magician bar. No, but it had every other kind of scene. Yeah, I'm sure it did. <laughs> Tell you what, buddy. <laughs> oh, I like okay. magic. I want to see that movie. I, it, well, uh, without, without getting too off topic, from just what I've seen from the trailer, does the movie completely outstep the bounds of what is actually possible with actual magic? Yes. Yep, and that's why I get to tell oh. from the trailer. I'm like, fuck it, no, I don't bullshit. I call bullshit on the trailer. But it's fun, you know. <laughs> it is fun to watch Jesse Eisenberg and Woody Harrelson be fast talking con artists, and that's fun. Okay, but you know, it's it. Oh, together again, are they? Yeah, just, oh, great. just like Butch and Sundance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's oh, that's the best we I, have Eisenberg now. Yeah. Woody Harrelson and Jesse Eisenberg. It's as good as it gets for us now. <laughs> yeah, remember when they were in Zombieland? Kinda. Yeah, kinda. Exactly. Yeah, I kinda do. Yeah, but you know, I love these names. These names, yeah, are I know. It's Dippy so Burke, Limehouse Chappie. Limehouse Chappie. I gotta get me a real good suit. I need a suit guy. You need, you need a name. We all need, I, I, we need a, a, name. Like a, a good name. A really good tailor. <laughs> a really good name, and also a, a boat guy. You're the guy at the, you're the guy at the scam bar who's like folding balloon animals because somehow you scam people with smoking fo- like a cigarette, folding just like, balloon animals, and playing the piano at the same and time. Playing the piano with one. I'm, I'm Ralph and Twinkles the clown That's at right, the same yeah. time. Just over there, like yeah, folding a balloon hat. And here, actually, you drop the, the been twenty you know, years since I've done this twist, kid. Well, you know, he drops uh, <laughs> at least the, the whole idea that the feds are going to be looking for them. Yeah, so it's all just planted for us it to, is to a, wait for it, and then yeah. And like, Gundorf's oh. already mentioned why he dropped out of sight is because he he unfortunately he crossed a senator, and and that's why he's now a federal case. Right. Trying so. to get back, like earlier, I was wondering what exactly is it that we're responding to when we all just love this movie so much, and I think that's what it is. There's a lot of moving parts in this story. It is all crystal clear when they want you to know what's going on and there's a bunch of setups with a bunch of payoffs and there's no loose threads and there's no extra baggage it's it's, It's a really complicated script it's constructed just enough so that you feel like you're you don't feel lost, you know, so it doesn't frustrate you It and you feel like you're you're on top of things 
and and you even feel like you're ahead of the game sometimes, and sometimes you are. Sometimes, yeah. like in the Once in the in card game, or you think you are. In the, well, yeah. it, like in the card game, you're you know th- you know what's really going on, and it's like okay, this guy thinks this is going on, this guy thinks this is going on, and you're like you get to enjoy being in the know, you get to enjoy the dramatic irony of all that, and then but then the movie puts you in a position where you think you're watching a scene like that yeah. again, and then it turns out you're not, and you get the same you get the same pleasure as you do from humor. It's not humor, but it's it's still that unexpected it's a delightful surprise yeah it's the yeah. delightful surprise of the whole thing where you're like oh the movie was the movie yeah. outsmarted me i love that yeah but but it but not in a not oh, in a that's way what you were doing movie. yeah not Ult- in a way that it's cheating exactly. in a way that it's like oh the movie was i Ult- thought i had it and ultimately, well, that, well, that's the, thing, ultimately the movie is running a con on you the <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. And, the, and it's all about being in on the con or how much of the con and that's well several things one is that all the characters, all the characters on the, you know, the Newman Redford team, they're all likable. There isn't an asshole in them. Yeah. So we're all cheering for them. And then, uh, the other thing is I think at the time, if I recall correctly, and you're going to have to help me with this, Trey, I think mm. part of the tagline was the con is on, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole thing was about, I mean, there were, cause there weren't, there aren't that many good con movies. No. And yeah. this was really, I mean, this Especially took it to the, the time. degree. At, at the know, time, they, they talked about practically nobody had made this kind of movie. No, so. exactly. So, and I, have there been any con movies that have even surpassed this other than The Sting 2? Jackie Gleason. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask Jackie Gleason that. and no, uh, no, Tor- uh, Mac Davis. There you go. <laughs> For a while there, I was uh, I did close-up magic and I did a lot of card manipulation stuff. I yeah. didn't actually learn a lot of card tricks, so they never cared, but I did learn a bunch of card manipulation, fake shuffles and uh, flourishes and productions and all that kind of shit. Yeah. And also throwing cards. Blah, this blah, is blah. basically the, the ambitious card routine that yeah, he's exactly. doing here. Yeah. And uh, I love that he uh, he gets the little flip over thing pretty That's a pretty, pretty good pretty cut right there. there was the there was the hidden cut right there yeah but um oh but there, there was a cut there nice yeah but he uh, he screws up the the the. I forget what they call that. Well, that's <laughs> deliberate. Though. I think the it's called the fountain. Shuffle, yeah. yeah, he he he. The yeah, the shuffle. fountain. He he screws that up, but but that that's the point. The point is. Well, that yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I just think it's funny because the 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 fountain is not as difficult as you think. Yes, that's yeah. <laughs> the easy one. If you can, if you know what you're doing, yeah, you have to have right. you know after, you have to have pretty used cards that'd be kind of already pretty well you know broken in, and you start close and go far apart and just keep yeah. equal pressure on it, and it totally works. And I just love that this character can do like these really fancy. Uh, cuts and forces. Yeah, under dealing. And, and then he's just like, fuck. I, but, but it's a I, gra- it's a great little ta- you know yeah, tag to that. And it's it a nice funny. setup for also for yeah, in there. So you're expecting there's him to always, maybe there's make always a mistake. the element of we could blow this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. The, I hadn't even thought of that. I thought it was just a funny character beat. But you're right. It also does no. kind of shake your confidence. The moment. Yeah. Right. The moment is supposed to be. That's why there's that there. There's that little exchange Red, they have. Redford where, goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can, can you and and Newman goes. You just worry about your end. And Redford's like, if we ever get to it, <laughs> yeah, right. because the whole point is, if you fuck this there's, up, there's it's also, never going to get. There's also a little moment later where, at, and I'm guessing because it's 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 one of the few moments where I'm not completely sure what's happening in that particular moment but the, the maybe you have maybe you guys have a different interpretation but there's a moment coming up later and it's very brief it's um when his and i can't think of the, the character's name but the guy who was in the third guy on the scam with luther who's now part of this scam team, right right um and they have him he, he and the first time they first time lonigan comes to the the bookie joint to place the first bet and they ha- send him in to go ah no you don't want to put your money on that one you want to put your money on the other one and redford does this little take where he actually does a vocalization where he kind of goes Nguh. he almost does that looking at him and i guess what I think that means is Redford's going, dude, you're way overplaying that shit right now. Oh, that wow. Redford's like actually nervous, like, dude, you're totally like over, overdoing that, it. And, and the way he does play it, it is played just slightly over, but it still kind of slides yeah, through. And, and that, but but there's a moment there like that where I, I can't, because I can't account for Redford's cutaway reaction being anything else where he'd actually, cause he wouldn't in character 
have a reason to go to that guy. <laughs> you know, in the, in so the, I think um, it's him out of character going, dude, back it down a little bit. In the, I think that that is what it plays at and it works in the, in the script. And you don't see as much of it because they kind of skip this whole world. What we're seeing right now, they right. skip kind of the setup, but they, they walk the guy through. It's, it's, it's very much a whole kind of, uh, uh, like, like we said, there's a performance. So they walk him through what's called the route where it's like, yeah. you're going to sit here and then you're going to move over there and then you're going to, you know, your horse is going to lose and you're going to throw down your thing like that. And you, it, like, it's all a very choreographed yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And the, the, in the, uh, like I said, it's, it's clear in the script. I don't think it really happens in the movie, but Lonigan comes in and he is not supposed to sit next to him. <laughs> okay. So there, <laughs> so there are improvising at yeah. that point. So at that point, at, at that point, they're like, Oh shit, what do we do? And so he basically goes off script with this, come yeah. on, go. And, and everyone's like, Oh shit. <laughs> oh, like, oh, now we're winging it. We're screwed. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're off the, we're off the beaten path here. Oh my God. A, but then, but then Lonigan still falls for it and they're like, Oh, thank but, God. But the interesting thing though, and that, that what emphasizes that is that, that's what separates, I think his name's Kid Eerie, I can't remember. And, Eerie, yeah. and also, yeah, yeah. And also Eerie, yeah. Hooker from these guys, because these are the pros. Right. And those guys, and those guys know, they're were, from Joliet. They were, they were, they were apprenticing, they were both apprenticing with Luther, who was the, the old hand. Yeah. Right. So that, so that kind of, but they, they're like, they can almost hang with them. Yeah. 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 There was a moment there that's, uh, we passed with, uh, Curly Jackson there, uh, the, the specialties in Englishman. <laughs> um, in the, and I swear to you, and, and Sarah, you can help me out on this one too. Um, this, this, this version is uh, different. Uh, There's a Blu-ray in my version that I'm looking at uh, at home when I watch this movie every day is uh, <laughs> iTunes. Um, but I, I often will watch a movie if I'm kind of half watching it. I'll keep the, the subtitles on. Um, this movie said Baldwin. Uh, I'm out of Baldwin. Uh, the, my iTunes version says I'm out of somewhere else. Um, I'm 99% sure he's actually saying Balmer. Which, which, as Serge and I know, is how you say Baltimore, Baltimore. if you're from Baltimore. Um, Balmer? Ala Balmer. Balmer. Wow. Um, I'm, I swear to God, that's what he's saying, and I think the subtitles just can't figure it out, and they keep going, oh, uh, Baldwin. He's out of Baldwin. I, what the hell? Whatever. But I'm, I'm sure that what he's saying is Balmer. Yeah, it's I'd, just like, I'd, it's I'd just like in, it, yeah. it's just like in Argo. Toronto. They don't say the second T, you know. Yeah, that, that Toronto. Now this this is uh, again this is you know Robert Shaw just so owns the scene, but then but then Newman just keeps up. So yeah. brilliantly, this mm-hmm. is such a great, oh. tense little scene. This this is the closest this movie gets to like a gunfight, yeah. Until the end, but uh, it's such a great scene, and, and it's and it's of course the fact that it's on a train, so it's shot in basically a broom closet. Yeah, right. you know, this is such a challenge. But, but also, but, but also Newman is just so. It's interesting watching because he's he's note perfect because yeah. not only is he acting in a movie, he's acting, he's acting and he's acting, he's acting within acting. In a movie. Yeah. yeah, and you're wondering is he getting it right or not? His yeah. suspense is awesome. He's acting, acting drunk. There is the there is the moment where you. See see it in his eyes he's like oh shit i may have i may have overplayed <laughs> I, this. May have, I may have blown that one there um but it but it does also like uh like you were saying before we started recording trey um it's a really tough job for robert shaw to do because he never does anything <laughs> yeah yeah. It's all threat. Yeah, he's it's all the threat, and you have to be scared of this guy who never, like you said, there's never the scene where he gets tired. You know, we've got uh, Flat Nose from Butch Cassidy, his uh, his his buddy Floyd. He never fucking beats the shit out of, any, you yeah. know, he doesn't beat Floyd to death for failing him, so that we know, wow, this guy is serious, like that you would do in a modern movie. He's just so scary all the time yeah. that you believe him without him having to actually do anything like that. He does everything to like yeah, mess things yeah. up. Yeah. But that's the tie they lent him. Yeah, so he's wiping his nose on the tie that, that, that someone gave him. 
My assumption is that was the switch he just made. The way he just oh, dipped okay. his hand under the under the table, like he made a switch there. But wow. they don't they don't make a thing out of it, so yeah. I'm not sure that that's true. I also like. I mean, I like his hair. Strangely enough, he's puffed it out, so it uh-huh. makes him look like disheveled older <laughs> yeah. man. You know. Nice cards. I was trying to look through the novelization to see if there's an explanation for that thing that we were talking about a second ago. I didn't find it, but I did want to keep reading because it actually it's really when you read the book. I itself, enjoy novelizations. Yeah. I really actually kind of they're do. well written. They can be really, yeah. yeah. Do they still do novelizations? They yes. did for episode one. Yeah, I had oh, it. Gosh. They, no, they did for all three. <laughs> they did for all three, and and I've heard that the episode three novelization is actually really good and makes a lot of uh, like. M- Create sense out of the nonsense in in a lot of ways. Wow. So, well, I mean, what I tall order. I mean, what I what was good about the novelizations back then, and you know, whether it's the sheet music or anything like that, is let you kind of live the film again because you couldn't watch it, you know, on on video right, over right. and over and over. You know, so this you you got the album, you listened to that, you listened to the Entertainer, and all of a sudden you were transported back to the world, quote unquote, of the Sting or whatever movie you're looking. At. Even then, actually, at that time, Tubular Bells from The Exorcist was oh, a top yeah. forty hit. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, so there was there was some of that going on. Tubular, so. totally tubular. Yeah, well, of course, the weird thing about yeah. Tubular Bells was that was basically. It was. It wasn't even done for the movie. It was just an album that Mike came out and came Oldfield. and went. Yes, and and, uh, and Friedkin or whoever said, you know, whoever came up with it said, I just want to put this on there. And just that one track, and of course you have to yeah. go out and buy the album. And this whole thing, which is actually, yeah. if Bell's you haven't heard Two Bells bizarre, album yeah. by Mike Oldfield, it's totally worth getting and yeah. listening to. Especially the B side is especially strange. <laughs> oh, yes. I, but, I love uh, this scene because I, you know, I, and I love scenes like this, and I love, I loved all of Maverick. God help me. But <laughs> yeah, um, uh, really. It's yeah, just, there's, just, there's, just there's a movie that doesn't for, hold up. Just for this kind of, recently, well, just these kind of she, like the the poker scenes. I love these poker. Oh, well, scenes, but the poker scenes. Okay. It's, it's very is, odd to see. I think uh, Casino Royale, the new one, did a pretty good job. With I, I haven't seen that. I'll have to check that out. But oh. um, mm. but I you often see a poker scene where someone's cheating, and you can kind of tell what's going on. But you Here very you can't tell. I can't think of any other poker scene where two players are cheating against each other <laughs> and neither of them can say anything about it. Right. Yeah. But, so they both know, but no one else knows. It's right. just you and them. Well, that's, that's where the there's that great, that great line that where, you We're know, supposed to tell him that they cheated look, better. I, I say he called him for cheating better than me. Yeah. Look, I, I love Charles Deerkopf, who was a character actor. That's the, the uh, torpedo there, yeah, Mr. Torpedo Man. Mr. Torpedo. Mr. Ape. And he's just, he's always there. He doesn't say much. He's, I mean, everyone's got great character smirking. faces. Yeah. And at one point, he just kind of looks. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's all working it's out. It's a very, very subtle thing. This. But I, what I, I also enjoy this scene because you, you can think. I don't know that how, but they found me. Yeah, <laughs> you can think that it's possible for Newman to lose here. Yeah, not not and not in a sense that it would screw the con. It's like, well, if he loses, he's just giving Lonigan back his own money. So it's yeah, like exactly. it's totally fine if he loses. So it is actually. For me, rewatching this, I had forgotten about the whole thing. So it is actually a shock when he puts down the cards and is no, like, Jack. he just won the fucking hand. It's one of the, you know, it's, it's one of the times when this is the first time the movie cons you in yeah. terms of what it doesn't show you. Yeah. Right. But of course, it's given you all the setup you need to understand what happened. So it's yeah. not like, hey, what the hell just happened? You just, it's just the punchline. You just didn't realize it was coming. Yeah. But as soon as it happens, you go, oh, that's so awesome. He totally, he totally, he scammed exactly. the scam guy. I just love- and he scammed us because he says, yeah. we, we're not in on the whole thing. We don't, and now, of course, they're interested now. The stakes are getting higher. Yeah. And I just loved the, uh, before I saw the payoff, which is this, uh, I just loved the setup of this where they're talking about it in the little, the boardroom in the other cabin about he usually uses these cards or these cards. 
So here's yeah. your, it's your best bet. It's probably going to be one of these kind of decks. He's like, all right, cool. I just thought that was like nice. Like, oh, yeah. I see what they're doing Again, there. Again, they, they, they might need to like force they a They gave you the setup so that yeah. you can retroactively piece it together. And at the time, I just thought that was like a cool idea. Like, oh, cool detail. And then here, it's like, how the fuck did he... Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's got he's a like, set of cards because he because he always wants to stack the deck with eights or nines. So. Do not stack with those, exactly. <laughs> but stack above. But get those. something that's probably like you know maybe some jacks. Maybe just have some jacks handy yeah. standing by. He never right. he doesn't like to stack a deck with jacks. So it'll, <laughs> yeah. just like there you go. There's there you there's, go. He's like looking like yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what barely but barely just like that was like a little eye glance. It's just amazing. Mm. Just very very subtle. Very and then the glance back to back to uh you know Lonigan like yeah we got this yeah, we, man we, we, <laughs> yeah we got this yeah it's so uh, it's all going according to plan and what, <laughs> and what I actually like strangely enough is uh the chips the chips are it's very clear you know by how they've set it up with the colors yeah. their denominations yeah, the hundreds yeah. and the fives yeah. And then, so now we're ready in the suspense in this. And this is just excellent, mm. just great shot. Yeah, I but love the, it. And actually, the, the look he gives in there, he's like, I just I just screwed you, and you know it, and you know I know oh, you know. Zoom. <laughs> uh, was that an optical zoom? Yeah, that would have been Yeah. Look at those eyes, and yeah. now you really yeah, see the like, eyes. So, you going to say anything? Yeah. Let's hear it. Come what, on. What you got? Speak up. And oh look, I never noticed before, but like Robert Shaw's eyes are just lit kind Little of like halfway yeah. through. Yeah. He's just, like, just halfway. I so want to kill everyone right now. Fifteen thousand yeah. went into the pot, zero came out, and that was the night that was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then, yeah, when I love when, that <laughs> Newman just pl- plays the indignant card, like, oh boy, what are you just rubbing? It's, and it, again, it's perfect for pissing off Lonigan because already, like that, you'd think that's like. For everyone else in the room, this makes sense. It's just fucking yeah. Paul Newman twisting the knife. No, like, and and my fa- oh, you can't pay me. And my and my favorite subtle thing in twisting You're a the piece knife. Of shit. Is he flashes Lonigan's own, own money, money at money him? At yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> That's so nasty. Which is so. It, it, what's great is eight seconds from now, Redward's going to come in and say, "Oh yeah, that's totally what happened. He totally stole your money, and it's mm, all of yeah. oh yeah, because that's what legitimizes Redford. It's you know, mm-hmm. again, the construction of this is is amazing. I would think it's almost like a spy film. Yeah. <laughs> I love really the device is. of uh, whether it's uh, authentic or not. The device of a character turning and like going over like on an errand for you know one entity, and then right. on the inter- you know on the errand they're like, "I'll tell you how to take him down if you'll take me up there with you," sort of thing. Uh, I love that happening, but I never like it. Also happened like off the top of my head in Firefly when Jane, uh, when Mal's you know got he's got the gun pulled on him. Mal's like, "I'll pay more." He's like, "All right." Uh, yeah, that sort of thing is awesome. But I always feel like that they no criminal mastermind would do that. Mal, maybe, but no criminal <laughs> mastermind would do that for the same reason. It's like if you know, it's like it's like the logic of like if she'll let you have sex with her without a condom, you don't want to have sex with her without a condom. <laughs> right. Or like if they treat the raider like shit, you know what's up. You know that sort of thing where you know that this person will rat out you if you hire them because they're routing at him for yeah. the exact. Like it's you. Why would you trust them? Clearly, they're a rat. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's you know, I never know what to think. Actually, you know what this made me think of is there were there was actually a, a con, I guess, narrative in the sixties with Mission Impossible. Oh, each true, week, yeah. each the, week, the, it, yeah. it was Mission always Impossible about a con. It. it was a spy, but it was a con, and it was still on actually till like seventy three or seventy four. Yeah. So that was going on, but not on I guess this level or criminal level. The the for the way they the way that they've set it up you know, the five points is just one of the things. Is they, they really have kind of positioned Hooker in this scenario that they've crafted for Lonigan to go, Oh, this kid's like me, which is right, what, exactly. what hopefully undercuts, you know, takes away the problem that you're talking about. It was like, why should I trust this guy? He's a weasel. It's right. like, no, he's a young, ambitious kid from five points. 
just like I am, just like I was, you know. Yeah, yeah maybe like, I, I get could, him. I get him. Yeah, maybe I could. Maybe I could. You know, he could be. He could be one of my guys. You is know? Robert Shaw was he an American? No, he's no. Uh, British. Ah, uh, I believe. Because I remember his accent is also kind of odd in Jaws, and I'm trying to like now I'm just trying to try figure yeah. out where the fuck he's from. He's doing an accent in both. Is the answer? Yeah, yeah. he's doing he's yeah. doing Irish. He's here. doing Irish American in this one and uh, New England in the other. And he was married to uh, Mary Ure. Yeah, from uh, I was just watching uh, Where Eagles Dare the other day, which is one of her few oh, wow. big starring roles. She died actually. She died just before Jaws, wasn't it? Yeah, and he died. He died. A few he died years not long that. after Jaws. He did Black Sunday after Jaws, but right. and a few other movies. But of uh, sheer awesomeness. Yeah, fans of the podcast will remember. His, uh, he was married to an uh, actress named Mary Ure, who um, died. I think. I think it has been just not. I think it was after this, but before Jaws, or right around this time. Yeah, um, she passed away. Mm-hmm. And he actually he wasn't that old when he passed away. <laughs> no, he, he died young. In the chat room, Land Porpoise is saying, has anyone seen the show Burn Notice? Every episode is a Sting-style con, okay. which makes me actually want to watch Burn Notice. Yeah, unlike, unlike yeah. Oh, yeah. And wasn't, isn't Leverage also that kind of show? Oh, Leverage. Leverage is awesome. Le- actually, all yeah, those yeah, shows are names where you don't know what the show's about. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't Lever- yeah. Leverage is That's why when I say Orphan con, Black, yeah. you know, that doesn't tell you what that show is either, but you should watch it. Actually, it still doesn't. I actually, I, I love Leverage. I became more interested about in Burn Notice, even though I haven't, uh, I haven't watched it, but because of the show Archer, because Archer used the term Burn Notice, so and you I know what like, it means now. Oh, that's what that is. Okay, and I thought it was about a burn ward. Yeah, yeah. No, I've watched Burn Notice all the way through, and and you are correct. But Leverage actually, I think is it. It is a con, and actually, if if you look at the titles, I think every the title of every episode is what that con is. Mm. Oh, that's nice. cool. Yeah, Burn Ward was great in Batman. By the way, I just want to say that. Burn Ward, <laughs> Burn Burn Ward, Burn Ward. Burn Ward as Robin. Comedy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> For anyone who wasn't quite making the connection, I just put that there. I like the rear projection. Yeah, they're, they're, they're minimizing it. They know they're not getting away with it very well. So <laughs> yeah. they're, but it's also a, it always it's also a period. Yeah. And I think that's how they got away with it. They said, well, you know what? Because they didn't in the have, 30s and 40s, we did yeah. rear projection. And it so was kind of okay. bouncy all the time. Yeah, they didn't have did well, they, they didn't have gyroscopes and stuff to stabilize it. Yeah. They were just like, that's what it looks like. We went over a bumpy damn road. And just like, just don't nail the camera to the truck. Just have someone hold it. And, you know, just, I don't know. It's just always so funny where, like, the reprojections are boing, 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 boing. Yeah, and they're always, like, rocking very gently back and forth. <laughs> Those unnamed grips bounce on the car there. Yeah. yeah. Hey, your When's lunch? Uh, what's this movie called? I don't know. This this Swingle, something like that. I don't know. Is that Universal? This yeah, is probably the back lot. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's what's left of the backlot. Yeah, this was the backlot. I'm keeping getting this really weird mixed thing with Robert Shaw where I'm terrified look of him Look at that. Look at look at that. <laughs> Jesus. He's like, and, it, and it's the shoulders, too. He's got shoulders yeah. the size of, like, California. But he also sometimes looks like Norm MacDonald. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> He's, but he just gives him this crazy look like, I might I might bite you. I might just bite I might your face eat, off yeah, right now. I, I might, might eat just you. go full lector on you right now. Yeah. No yeah. telling. It could happen. You follow? <laughs> So is he going to see the little piece of paper yes, out? There's a lot of trash cans on this street, by the way. This is a little, yeah. Well, that's what a lot of trash in the 30s. Yeah. It was a depression. A lot of little trash People cans. People had trash. Yeah, those are, the, how are the hobos going to warm themselves? Yeah. <laughs> just sitting in it uncomfortably, just like pouting, like, yeah. they're, yeah. like their butts in it, but their legs in their yeah. You know, what's great about small the lighting in this movie, too, is of course, uh, it, it echoes the style that was done during film noir, which is using lots of shadows to cover the fact that you didn't have much uh, of a set to really uh, decorate. Yeah, yeah or, have. or a lot of lights or a lot of electricity. Right. Whoa. Yeah, that looked like it hurt. That hurt your ankles. The um, There's one one drop thread here is uh, the scene that's going to come up after this where um the one the one torpedo these are the two torpedoes we've heard about um 
one is going to go report and say, yeah, it was cool. We had him, but we lost him. Um, and they're going to go, okay, we get Sol- Salino on it. Um, and he's going to go, all right, fine. And he walks out and the other guy, you know, won't, oh, he's not going to like it. He's not going to give up. And he's the one who, you know, crosses Salino later. But one of the few dangling things is torpedo number two, who we've told, we're told is the two guys that killed Luther. He just walks out of the movie. He doesn't come back and get a, get a comeuppance at all. One of the, the, the second of those two guys who killed Luther hmm. doesn't actually get a payoff that I'm aware of, that I'm, that I've seen. Cause he just, he literally says, okay, fine, put Salino on it. I'm out and doesn't like come back. He, he knows when he's not wanted. Yeah, exactly. I love this idea, by the way. Like, it's just so genius. Like, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to build an entire, like, wire, wire bookie. store, as they call it. Yeah. Just to get this one, it's like one guy. It's like, well, four million. Okay, <laughs> and then fine. Let's build. Let's build. Well, a fucking- no, they're only getting five hundred thousand. He would get four million if this was a real, real oh, right, bet. Right, right, but right. It's, they're, they're only doing it for half million. But this is nineteen thirty-two or whatever. Yeah, half a million was big. <laughs> when you split it ten people, that's fifty thousand each. We know they're in for two thousand yeah. for the props. Yeah, it's worth it. I like how yeah. you know, he comes in. The guy extends his yes, hands. Like, are, I don't even. I don't even fucking want to talk. Yeah, to you. I was like, you're just hired muscle. So this guy. So here's the scene. He's one of the the other guy isn't in the scene, but they're talking about him. Yeah, saying you know he's not going to quit. And he's like, well, screw him then, because Selena's not going to like that. Um, and Mike, of course, you know, one of the, one of the other head fakes of the movie is Selino, who they never refer to by the definite article. Right. Uh, and, also, <laughs> the and also, gender. and also end the name with an O to give you the impression exactly. that it's male. It's male Sounds yeah. male. You know. Mike, your roommate Brian could play Lon again. Like on like Halloween, okay. I could see that. I could I'll see pulling him pulling it know. off. That'd be a good obscure. Okay, go to Comic Con. Who are you? I'm Doyle Lonigan. You follow? <laughs> okay. Which of Avenger is he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty underground. You wouldn't have heard yeah. of him. <laughs> Which Avenger? <laughs> I love that question. That's uh, that question makes me want to hit the character. Yeah. <laughs> Which Avenger was he? Because <laughs> <laughs> because nothing in movies isn't Avengers anymore. So there yeah. you go. Holden was it Holden I, Holden I was talking to his fiance she was joking about they wanted to have a superhero themed wedding they don't but and I was like <laughs> oh I could probably get Samuel Jackson to show up afterwards but after like everyone's mostly everyone's left but the people who just like committed to the evening yeah. and stayed there the if whole time if you stay to the very end of the party Samuel, Samuel Jackson, Jackson, will, Sam show Jackson will show up for like five minutes yeah. uh I suddenly want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> but I'm uh, I'm getting uh, ordained to minister. I'm going to marry them, which is going to be awesome. I'm going to be oh, a fucking that, legal minister. You're doing the universal life church. Thing? It's probably that one. I, yeah. I, I Although I was thinking about to do that. I was but thinking it, about how doing, much does it cost? It's it's free, and you can actually okay. depending on the state, it's to, it's totally legal everywhere. But some states require you to be licensed in addition to that. Yeah. Fortunately, not the one we're going to. But the other thing is, you can totally get ordained into like a quote unquote real church. <laughs> it's just some of them are easier than others. Like you, you know, there's a, a couple hurdles you have to jump to become a priest or something right. but i was like god i want to be hardcore and like go for like one of the hard ones like i want to get like like a lutheran ordination or something like <laughs> yeah, fuck whoa. these guys. i know you can do it online but i want to do the hard one <laughs> i want to be a rabbi Which exactly. i think yeah, there's a whole thing with that oh one. yeah good luck with that that's one. that's a little harder and yeah. that'd be even hard for me uh and i'm jewish uh what about bob what's bob dobbs you know what i'm thinking of i don't Trey? know but is that legitimate that, enough to, to be you can be married in the church of the subgenius that's what it was yeah yeah if 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 I could get ordained in that, That'd I would. Cons- I consider it. C- consider <laughs> that. Yeah. It's also, from what I understand, it's fairly easy to get ordained in the Church of Satan, but no one wants that for their ministry. Yeah, don't want that. Yeah. But anyway, you know, hide your kids, hide your wife, bitch. I'm ordained. That's right. I'll marry you at the drop of a hat. I'll marry you. I'll marry you. I'll marry anyone. You too. You're married. Sorry. Bam. Just just live with it. That's right. God is under all that stuff. Done. 
Um, Want to know which Avenger I am? <laughs> Those coats the are huge. I, I, I enjoy even that little reversal where it's like, you, you're watching and you're like, oh shit, did Donegan not, is, yeah. is he not? He's not going to come. Like, and then he's there. And it's like, yeah, he, he is so in, he was there before Redford well, was. That's right. He's like, he appears out of nowhere. So <laughs> yeah. like, Satan. Yeah. That's right. Lonegan's, yeah, he's, that's, he's, again, it's, he's all, it's all about how this Lonegan guy, it's never a sure thing. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's always, he might be one step ahead of us. You don't know. And he keeps and he keeps changing it up. I mean, they have to keep adapting to the the curves he keeps throwing at them. Uh, yeah. you know, and the one thing actually that I was thinking is that this the way they pull this con. I mean, obviously, if you watch Leverage, they've figured their way around it. But here, it takes advantage of the fact of, of the limit limitations of technology at the right. time. No cell right. phones. You know, if there was no a cell Twitter, phones, if there was also, a Twitter feed. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I mean, well, especially now. But even if you go back, you know, ten years ago, I mean, that's why it's kind of easier to do things before cell phones came around because then you don't have the whole thing. Or you can hear something right away. Much less now. But here, you didn't even have cell phones. You maybe had, you know, pay phones around there. And they're literally delaying the calling of the race yeah. so they can figure out how they're going to, do, you know, what they're going to do, which is just because no there's, way there's, to do. there's literally no way for them to know that they heard the race five minutes later than it actually would have run. Yeah. An um, interesting wrinkle they could have added to this if they wanted to make it seem more complicated, which they probably had to have done, but they never showed you in the movie, is set the clocks back in both the bar and the wire room and also on his watch so that. When he's, when, you know, he knows that the race is going to be at 410 or something like that. It's like at 410, it's called, you know, even though it's actually 420 now. Right. I have to say the, the, the universal backlot, usually in movies or if you watch a TV show, it's very hard to make a backlot look really, really convincing. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's backlot. They did a spectacular really, job this is, here. This, this is, is really looks like it's Chicago. About as good as it's ever been done on the backlot. Yeah. And even the way they've lit outside and just anything and decked it, you know. And look at all that prop work in there. Yeah, just everything is just really top notch. It's a trivia fact that uh, Robert Shaw like had actually fucked up his leg and was really limping for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He actually had a knee brace on under his pants the entire time. It worked well. Yeah. Just became part of the character. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You look at That's this guy. That's what Brian limp. has to do at Halloween. Yeah. It's also like limp. <laughs> you look at this guy limp and you're like, yeah, he's, he's gotten a couple scraps on his way to the top. Yeah. You can, you can tell, you know, yeah. so he makes it work for the character. <laughs> he's constantly in pain. That's why he hates everybody. Yeah. Yeah. He, he got a knife in the leg at some point, yeah. unfortunately. He's house. And look, I like, well, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. There you exactly. go. Yeah. I like how there's the, you know, the pan over, but yeah. it's through the window. So we know exactly and leads right up to the it's button. The and button, we know exactly all the way to the alley happen. again. Goddamn Hill. Damn good. He's shit. a damn good director. Yeah. This is back. This is back when directors <laughs> knew a little thing called staging. Yeah, and a lot of them don't. And, and I was, Sta- I actually, stage, stage yeah, work? I was actually really, what? I was actually really amused. Um, cause recently, I think it was right after um Dragon Tattoo, but there was a thing on on about David Fincher when everyone was like, oh, he's you know he's so good. Like, what's the secret? And basically, the secret was, yeah, I actually bother with staging and yeah. like he put he put it a little bit you know more uh, the world more of- artistic like that and and less less in, as an indictment of everybody around him. But it was it was basically like for me. I was like, I am really, I'm really upset that A, he had to say that, and B, it's such a viral revolution for yeah. people to be retweeting it on Twitter like, oh shit, this is like, who, why hasn't yeah. anyone thought of this? That's crazy. Like, well, just that's watch, why he's so good, man. You know, just watch Pixar, a, how do you write stories? Yeah. You know, yeah. just, just watch a Spielberg film, and that's yeah. always been, yeah. especially his earlier films, just the, the yeah. staging, how yeah. he staged things was incredible. There's, a, there's another little, another little detail that, uh, is so great. They just did it here and they'll do it again later. Uh, uh, Notably in the, the telegraph office when they have to do that move is every time Shaw walks into a space, 
he sizes it up. I mean, he looks at everything. Cases the joint. Yeah, and 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 again, it's it so underscores that if anything, if they if anything in their scam, yeah, smells fishy, he's gonna know it. But also that he so, trusts no one. Yeah, exactly. And that's but how the, he's. That's how he's been he walked in. He just they had a, a shot of him just there, just a shot of him just looking at the entire room. Yeah, just looking for anything that just seemed wrong to him. You know, there's any reason to be suspicious of anything. You know, he's always constantly just completely aware of every circumstance he's in so and he does the same thing in the telegraph office where he literally looks right towards you know the picture they put on the desk of you know oh, it's me and my wife you know right. it's like he literally looks right at it so that's exactly the the detail that they did like you know little details like that is what's going to sell the con so we have to make sure we put those in there yeah. so like, this is the little moment that, like <laughs> yeah. this is his he's like horror. oh shit he's what uh, oh hey and he's like I, well, what do I do? Yeah, so, okay, <laughs> so I was right. So you, because you said it's a script, the same yeah. idea. It's like, oh, I guess you're up, dude. You do it. Oh. Yeah. You know, like, oh shit. You know, and but there's this little moment where Redford goes, <laughs> like, whoa, dude. Yeah, take, well, it, take it down yeah. a notch. Because, like you said, he's they've never played the yeah, big con before, so he's, he's right. Okay, so that that brings it together because I was I was no one un- bring back Lenny. Lenny sucks. I was un- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. With, with that, and then the payoff here is where it's like, no, <laughs> you, like, you oh, nailed wow, it. Yeah. He loves you. Oh, he's like, totally, he totally bought yeah. you. Go have a drink. Go have a drink. Yeah. yeah. And especially you see, nah, do you you want to have your money on chanting, and then he's like, I'm getting the fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah, I'm just exit stage left. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. It's like, and here's the guy who was right. supposed to be the guy. That's yeah. right. <laughs> oh, so you're sitting over here. I'll just wander over completely for no reason. And I'm the British guy because and, now you can yeah, trust me because I'm, I'm totally British. trustworthy because I'm like, you know, look at my silver hair. Come on. That's right. I have an accent that's mildly similar to yeah. yours. Not these Americans. Who in the blaze? Blue nose. That's a terrible accent. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Oh, oh wow! He even pings him up. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, oh crap! <laughs> it's like, oh dude, we're, you're totally getting promoted the next uh, the next time we do the act. You're, That's right. <laughs> you're gonna definitely be back for the second second round. Eileen Brennan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, again, you know, Newman has to walk this tricky line where he's you know he's he's got to be a, this complete asshole to Lonigan all the time. Yeah. But just right, take him right to the brink of just like always, just make, keeping him furious and. Folk, you know, just focus on me. That's right. Focus on me and how mad you are at me. That's right. That's what I want sure. you thinking about. I wonder at what point the character that Paul Newman's character is playing right now, the mm-hmm. club owner. Right. The, that's basically who Lonigan is interacting with, this fake person, right? Right. I wonder how in Lonigan's head when he was going to pay him. Like, has that happened already? Uh, at what no, point it, is that? Is he going to resolve the, the fact that he does owe this club owner fifteen grand? No, he, that, they already dealt with that. He said uh, uh, in the car, Lonigan was like, "Well, I'm supposed to pay him," and and he goes, "Well, I was supposed to collect the money for from you, and I run his books, so I'm just going to put in yeah. his books that you paid." He doesn't pay any attention; he just trusts me. Oh, okay. So that that's that's the whole thing, and, and that and, also makes him like him a lot. Yeah, like, and of, oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, exactly. And wow. and of course, the the money that they just paid him for winning the bet is the money they stole from him in the <laughs> exactly, first place. Totally. So. <laughs> Ray Walston. He hadn't been in any films in a while, too. Yeah. So, and of course, the next big like thing he did was Fast, Fast Times. Times yeah. yeah, Mr. Hand. <laughs> That's a nice little note. Now, there was now, a weird cut there. Something this movie does that um, you don't see a lot of nowadays, and we talk about how often it's it's something you don't want to do, but this movie does it just fine, and it doesn't bother me a bit. Um this movie literally has a number of shoe leather scenes. Uh, we're watching one right yeah. now. Um, the whole opening of the movie is literally shoe leather, although it's been replaced by newspaper. <laughs> but, um, you know, we watch a guy walk all the way. You know, and again, we nowadays we so don't do that. And we talk about how, oh, it's, you're just filling time and all that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel 
draggy here at all. And I think, yeah, I, I think, think, I think part think of it's because it. they're, they're walking through such beautiful locations right. that are just sumptuous to look at. Um, and it gives you exactly what well, situates you geographically yeah. and it gives you something interesting to look at as, as opposed to something boring. Yeah. And it gives you the time. I think, I think what you were saying though, definitely it gives you a sense of place yeah. because you're looking at, you're looking here and as he's walking to, to, Lonigan, you're seeing the world that Lonigan lives in. You're seeing this beautiful hotel or, or apartment building or whatever this is. And whereas walking up to, to the numbers racket, you saw what kind of neighborhood that's in and the juxtaposition between that and what it is on the inside, right. this bustling yeah. office, you know. Stuff yeah, he's, like he's walking through enemy, enemy territory. This makes me think of Pulp Fiction, the whole thing where Bruce Willis gets out of his car and walks all the way through that right. back part because he's walking essentially into, right. you know, he's walking back to this place. Actually, what's, well, that's actually a reference to the whole Vietnam thing, right. but and then he's walking essentially into enemy territory. Yeah. That. Uh, uh, that's it's necessary to get the sense of space yeah. and time. And yeah. and I mean, in, in Pulp Fiction, it's a sense of tension because people are looking for him. So it's like at any moment someone could come around a corner. And, right. But it's a, I think you're right. It's the same thing here. It's like at any moment this con could be blown <laughs> just by he's he walks the wrong way or something. It's yeah. like well, even he's in the, do it yeah, properly. even in the uh, even in the uh, the bookie place, the whole thing. You know, you're all waiting for something to go wrong for those guys to realize this is a con yeah the whole time and i'm actually the the uh, again the one thing just to uh, just to f- fill time with with unnecessary nitpicks uh the the if you if you compare this to sucks. if you compare this to something like oceans 11 um Ocean, what oceans 11 does differently i'm not saying better but what it does differently is there are there are more points of failure in the con there are more moments where you're like lots oh, of little shit. handoffs and shit well well there there're lots of handoffs and at each point of failure there is a possible failure in the movie it's like something goes wrong at every step of the way and they constantly have to adjust this movie doesn't do that quite as much and the few times it does it turns out that those were actually planned as part of the <laughs> con um so but but if you don't know that except the first, for when he loses it really well in that sense it's a different kind of film in the sense yeah. that they really are they have all that control. Oh, this is a nice little plant right. there. And you think that's, yeah, of that's course, Selino. think it's Selino. Right. And, you know, that's the whole thing is that that gives you, that's what I love about leverage actually is that, no, no, no burn notice. That's what I really liked about the first few seasons of burn notice. I always have had a real good sense that, that Michael Weston always had it under control. No matter what happened, how bad it went. The last few seasons, they kind of got wonky on that. He would, it would all, he would always pull it through and he's always telling you, this is how you do it. And it gives you just that sense of confidence. This is how I'm going to get you through this safely as much as there may be danger and we may get, you know, may fuck up, but. Yeah, yeah I guess these moments are. Or oh, this akin shoe to what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, this, these are, these are the moments where it's now, like... Supposedly down at the end of the street, you see a, peri- a non-period cars and trucks go by. Like, oops, so that was like oh, a U-Haul. Yep. Yeah, that was. Um, <laughs> and there's another... Sorry. Actually, one other thing. I got this from IMDb, and it is... Uh, they're about to run to this subway station here, which apparently is an actual another... Uh, this I think all of this is uh, this is real Chicago because that's yeah. a real L. That's not a set they built, and wow. this is a real you know ancient Chicago well, station. L, L in the seventies. I don't think it's like this anymore. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, saying as opposed to being the Universal backlot. But apparently, one of the things is uh, this signage here, the the subway signage, Helvetica type, right there. Not where? Right there. Oh. Forty three. <laughs> oh well, okay. <laughs> again, it's like again nitpicky, nitpicky. But uh, yeah. you know, this was a, this was always a cool stunt when he did that. Yeah. It's like, ooh, wouldn't think that. And that hardcore parkour. Not, yeah, right, not the best. <laughs> not the best <laughs> stuntman double coming up um, in this shot right here. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, yeah, I'll buy it. But, but acceptable. You know, oh, ow. Yeah, he didn't. 
take that fall. Well, he took that fall the way Robert Redford would have taken it. Yeah, man, which he did, makes he it, did a good bad fall. Yeah, which makes it look like it hurts because it probably hurt. Yeah. And I like that touch, you know, where he's running through the camp because that's what it was like at the yeah, Hooverville there. Yeah. So this was Chicago. Yeah, I know because I know they shot in Joliet also. Man, they messed that street up a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, it's like, I was, especially again, when they made this movie, the 30s were only 40 years ago. Yeah. So it wasn't as hard to get that many 30s era automobiles <laughs> as it would be now because <laughs> um, we've probably lost a few of them since then. But yeah. Uh, you know, because you think like, wow, that must be really hard to get all those period automobiles. It's like, well, it doesn't feel like it's hard to get 70s automobiles now. Yeah. Although right. they, they are obviously getting rarer every year. But um, apparently, actually, when I was, I was doing research, um, looking up on Wikipedia and stuff about the universal backlot because, you know, I was, I was watching this movie and trying to figure out, okay, which was the backlot? Again, one piece of information in IMDb, which I am 99% sure is wrong, is they claim that the diner where we're going to meet Selena in a minute is also the Back to the Future diner. And I go, no, I think that's mm. utter bullshit because it's completely yeah, laid it's out different. Laid out it's laid out di- completely differently and it doesn't have a freaking park across the street from <laughs> yeah. it. So even if you assume that they, well, they tore it down and they built, you know, the, the central green and the, you know, Hill Valley set and all that kind of stuff. It's like, I still think it's just a completely different set you know like they couldn't have two diners on the back lots yeah and here it is right there this one right here i mean imdb claims that that's the diner that this is hill valley and i'm like it's nowhere nothing remotely like hill valley <laughs> set it's a different back lot set but, no uh, it, the the yeah the the doors it, on the is, wrong yeah, side of the, the room and yeah, it has and, double doors no, but we're it looking through the wrong window it doesn't have the left yeah. side where the you know the 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 video no, games are this, it's this is not if, not the same set well, at all it might be if because i think the park if this is the back to the future thing is actually directly behind oh, him, the park is right behind not him. to his left right but because there was a window but we're gonna, there we're gonna be looking up. that way later and it's it's okay. definitely buildings out there not that they couldn't have torn it down and put a park in there right but it's just it's just so different and and the you know anyway the doors are in the wrong place is the issue is like there shouldn't be a door there the door should be back in the corner if it's the yeah. other one anyway um no diner could have two doors exactly well the, the back well, of the future one doesn't there's yeah. nothing but booths oh, you're, the, right, you're, right, the, you're right you're right at the point where the, the the amount of remodeling they would have to do to yeah. turn this diner into the back to the future diner and the rest the of the world years, as well which yeah. is clearly not you know if, we're remotely like the hill valley even set. if this is geographically in the same spot as the back <laughs> yeah. to the future i don't diner, think we can call it the same we can, the same set <laughs> yeah yeah anyway but my, my point i was getting at is is i was looking into it and like we were saying earlier there's been more than one catastrophic backlot fire in the Universal yeah. lot. Apparently, there was one in 1990, mm-hmm. um, which ties into what I was just talking about because there were pictures I found online of the aftermath of the 1990 backlot fire, which they were doing. I believe they were doing a, a period Sylvester Stallone movie at the time, whichever one. Some mm-hmm. 30s fist, gang- not fist. It was a more of a, one of his. Like, it was like a comedy gangster movie he was doing. It was whichever oh. it was called. Um, oh yeah, yeah Oscar. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think Oscar. Um, apparently, the backlot burned then, and there's a really sad picture because not only did the backlot burn, but the fifteen or so period automobiles that were dressing Aww. the set also were completely destroyed. So, so like I said, you know, we're we're. It's getting harder and harder to make this movie now because, you know, even if you try and preserve it, you might lose 15 at once in a backlot fire. I mean, that probably set, set 30s movie making back immeasurably. Like, we lost all 15 of our period yeah. cars? Mm-hmm. Jesus. It's like, the, all, uh, it's like all, oh, all 30 miles. I, I love how the door the opens just enough so we don't see yeah. outside. So we don't, <laughs> see, we don't <laughs> see the fact that there's nothing out there. The, the conspiracy theory of the latest uh, uh, backlot fire, which I'm like... Oh, an insurance thing? No, well, no. It, oh, it was to clear space because they could have never gotten rid of it. Yeah, it was. It was it's because clear. it because it it burned down Hill Valley. It burned down like the clock tower and stuff like that. And the idea was they wanted to tear it down so they could you know build new stuff. 
stuff there, but they could never have gotten away with the public backlash of actually tearing uh, it down. Yeah. So they act, it, it was a fire. Oh, we don't no, it, burn down. It, it shoot. Yeah, yeah. Well, if that's the logic, then why did we replace the Back to the Future ride and not burn it down? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, burned down the Back to the Future ride. Oh, it's what a shame. I don't know. People yeah. love that ride. I don't know why they didn't burn down the Back that to the Future ride. People, people will believe all kinds of yeah. stupid things on the internet is what that means. Is that, no, that, they should have kept the Back to the Future ride, yeah. if anyone's asking me. Yeah. But, is, now, is that still Simpsons, or is it changed already? No, it's, it's, it's going to be Simpsons for a while. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be Simpsons for about until 12 the, years. Until The Simpsons is no longer a show, and probably years yeah, after that. About 50 that. years from now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the, the Backlot Tour that they would talk about the sting and I didn't know what that was. Uh, they had a Battlestar Galactica feature on that till like 95. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh. Exactly. Uh, that's the reason, that's the reason they phased out Back to the Future. Any random day you go, you have a one in two chance of bumping into Richard Hash just going on the tour again. Going, hi, I used to be on the show. Not, not the one you're thinking of. Well, I was on that a little bit. He will show yeah. up at your convention for like 99 cents. Yeah. <laughs> he will. He's a this, nice guy. This scene was just great. It's like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> yeah, I know. <clears throat> it, it, it's, and it's, it's a pretty brilliant and Improvisation. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. feel bad for the guy who now is just this weird. Exactly. Well, that's the thing he's got a half painted room. I know. That's what I always felt. Is like, oh my god, how could they be doing this? This, this guy's space. But, but they left him the paint. He can finish it. <laughs> I love that picture. You know how it's black and white. And it's just painted. Yeah, yeah. it's got the tinted picture. Yeah, the tinted. Yeah, thanks. Like is we just, good through here. All right, good. That's right. Yeah. It's just yeah. such a bummer. Like they come into this guy's office, just paint an yeah. awful color <laughs> yeah. in one corner of the room. And then run away. Yeah, they just ruined this guy's life as part of their con, and <laughs> yeah, right. that's, that's all there is to it. Well, you know, it's for a good cause. Yeah. No, they should have ended this that's movie really like through. Watchmen, where the last thing you see is a little package coming through the mail slot of his office, and it's just a little <laughs> thing of hundreds. Yeah. yeah. Sorry for the pain. Sorry about, the, sorry about that. That's right. So here's another. Lonigan's going to totally case the joint here. He's, there's, a, there's a shot very specifically of him looking in the room, looking at the desk. Although we do, it, we don't see quite from his point. There we go. Of, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we don't we see his shot. point of view. We don't see him seeing the. You know, there's not like. Well, a, we're not in the shot yet. Yeah, but uh, but no. there's not like a snap zoom on the the little po- photo no. they put down. Thank but God. you still get it. You still yeah. get that. That's yeah. what that that is precisely his see, angle. He, of he view. steps in. He's gonna look at the whole yeah. place. Like, all right, right. Right. he's looking and, at the picture. Yeah, he's looking at the picture right there. <laughs> and he uses the intercom going. Yeah, really. So one thing is like, dude, don't press the switch all the way down. And they're like, what? Just pretend. And yeah. you're like, get out of the office. Go, yeah. go, 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 go. And he knows, too. He's like, oh, shit. I think I actually did that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, Watson's real cool. He's, like, so, okay, I'm just he's, going. he's so lucky that they weren't like, <laughs> that they weren't like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> Watson, come here. Right. In fact, I think, that, I think that's a real well, answer. Obviously, they're going for the joke, but yes, that's a good point. It's like, what are you doing with my intercom? But they uh, that's the thing is it depend on the, and with the connies you depend on the cognitive dissonance of yeah. what's going on totally that someone's do. like wait what just what, happened what just happened I don't understand <laughs> it's, not, it's not my circumstance yes and now they get them on more familiar territory and now everything's it wasn't clear. even until I saw this movie that I understood the etymology of con man by the way I never actually thought about it I thought it you know confidence confidence yeah, yeah. Confidence I always thought you know yeah. I you know con is uh, Greek Latin for just bad thing I, I think Latin against. but yeah. but it's you know like was that it the whole time? Like I had never really thought about it, but no, it's confidence. Have man. you seen Paper yeah. Moon? No, I haven't. Oh yeah, you guys you definitely totally got to see. Oh, that. Uh, you definitely need to see that. That's a great double feature. And Tatum O'Neill, Tatum O'Neill, uh, won uh, best uh, supporting actress. Mm, she was nominated. She Another win. good con well, movie. Uh, no, she won. She did. okay. You're right. Yeah, she did. Another she good con movie is Matchstick Men. I think. Yeah, I recall, that's I actually really pretty good. Matchstick, yeah. Matchstick Men with Ridley Scott, Nicholas Cage. Really, I liked it. Whoa! I thought it was a pretty good. I liked it too. I just like Sam. I like Sam Rockwell. I have never seen it. 
It's way better now that he's in it because it's previously got, I liked it. Yeah, it's got some good twists and turns that you don't see coming. I okay, think. So, yeah. all right. It's kind, of, it's, it's kind of the closest to the the staying in terms of like you never quite know what's going on in that yeah. movie. And this I always liked because it, well, once again, it's, it, you know, you've got the hats and you know exactly who they are. Yeah. Now what's great is, is we already passed the moment, but um, there was a point earlier when it's so weird that that those hats used to be like oh shoot the feds. I look yeah. at that and I'm like oh yeah. shoot carnies. Uh, no, you know, exactly. Oh hipsters. <laughs> oh god barbershop. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but there was a scene. There was a very key scene earlier that doesn't play like a key scene because that's the kind of movie this is but when when uh, hooker does say yeah so there's this there's this guy he's a cop from joliet he's after me blah blah blah. it's like uh and and newman says well, we're gonna have to do something about that yeah no. and then never no. mentions that again right but of course this is what they're doing about that yeah. and that's what you and you have the two other separate secret things you've got the guy with the black you know with the black glove and right. then you've got these guys you've got all these different elements holy shit they're, they're fake feds i had noticed <laughs> yeah I'm an idiot. What? I was totally confused by that. I was like, I don't understand what's going on here and how, oh. how the end of uh, getting him out of the situation at the end of the con yeah. worked. They're fucking dumb. This is, yeah. Oh, my I'm God. I'm oh. So you didn't get the point of the movie, which is this is <laughs> also the scam? No, I just missed this part of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's no, a this, pretty this big is, part of it. <laughs> this is all to get the cop off of him. This is all to get, yeah. And also to use the cop to get Lonigan out when they right, exactly. get Lonigan out right, right. and to give Lonigan a justifiable reason to never want to try and get his money back. Yeah, yeah. So what was the original? So, every, so, then what was so the everything original that plan? they do here, especially because he goes, "We're not telling the local cops we're here." He's like, "All the clues are there as to right. how this is working." We're not. The, none of the cops. You know, if you right. so if you ask any other yeah. cop, they don't even know the feds are in town. Don't oh, even, so originally what they were going to do? That. Originally, what they were going to do is have the feds come in and take Lonergan out, and then they just had to improvise to get. Presumably, yeah. Probably, I mean, the, yeah. The, uh, they probably would have well, just... Well, there's no, there's no way Gurney. of knowing how, when, at what point they added this to the sting. Yeah. They've said from the very beginning that Lonigan can't know that we even took him, so it's not right. like later he can right. figure it out. So clearly they, they, they keep saying we have to, you know, blow the payoff and set, you know, whatever the slang is. But so they had, they had some plan, so it's like, I always figured that they, they folded this in and added, you know, added this level to it. Right. Once, uh, once Charles Durning came and started mucking up the works for him. Yeah. I mean, that's what, I mean, that's what I was wondering is like, what was their original plan? So maybe yeah. the original plan was to use the feds yeah the feds bust the, in and and, and, and get know, them out yeah. but now and, they got Redford's like oh shit get out of here you know or whatever yeah. but then they then they mixed it in with oh it's, there's a betrayal and there's a whole thing yeah that's right. oh the famous dana elkar, dana elkar. Right. yeah he was on the diver kind of role all the time that's right <clears throat> but what's 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 kind of funny in retrospect about it and a kind of thing that nowadays you know you know if we want to break down a script is what's weird about it, even though it's not a penalty at all, but you go, so this movie had a lot less jeopardy than I thought there was. Mm. But it's Re- still Redford was yeah. not in nearly as much danger as I thought the whole time. Right. And Newman wasn't in nearly as much danger as I thought the whole time. Um, the only real threat is still Lonigan and Salino is still remains as a real threat. But, um, but of course we don't know that she's the threat until we reveal that in the end. So, so if you, if you reverse engineer this movie, it's kind of strange, but of course, we're talking about how it plays out chronologically when you're watching it and not what it actually is. So so it works just fine. Which is all about, right. yeah, how far ahead is the audience? What's the dramatic irony that they know about? What don't they know like about? The complexity, this 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 is a very stupid sounding thing to say, but it's it's funny because I was trying to think of like, who would write a movie like this now? And I my first thought was like Shane Carruth, but no, I think it's actually like Christopher Nolan. Like I think this is like the sort of yeah, thing that he would, he and his brother would hang oh. out in a cabin for a summer and write the sting. Yeah. 
like trying to get all the little pieces to line up. Uh, I can see Whedon. Whedon yeah. would go. I, oh, honestly, yeah. honestly, I don't think I don't think um, Nolan and no, his brother can no. quite handle the, t- no the one's, tightness uh, of it. No one's totally ha- agree. Yeah. No one's Robert's, haunt- Robert's and no one's haunted good. enough in this movie. Yeah. So that's right. No one's haunted by their past enough. Zemeckis could. Zemeckis and Gale. Zemeckis could do it. Yeah. Zemeckis and Gale. Yeah. That's right. I mean, yeah. actually, I think they, they, I think they the spiritual successor to this, not just in location, but in is Back to the Future in terms of all the an extremely intricate plot that all fits together once you look at it from the end yeah including it including you know a little bit of a sting at the end where doc brown yeah, yeah. he's not dead after all right. um so that it might well be that the sting had a little bit of a you know inspiration for back to the future now speaking of, of, of the writer now david ward i think my recollection is the ne- the only other big thing that he ever did was major league major league yeah <laughs> And yeah, Major League Two, and, and that was apparently like some his, other that was things, apparently like his yeah. baby. I'll pull it up on IMDb though. I was looking at him the other day. Okay, but uh, in fact, in, in at least one of the screenwriting books that I have, you know, a lot of screenwriters go, "The Sting is absolutely the you know the tightest script." And then of course Ward is also interviewed, and he goes, "Well, um, <laughs> uh, you know, he's like he kind of hates hearing that. Like, wow, you know, you know, how I do think, you come back from that? You know, well, yeah, I mean, I, I think also George Roy Hill contributing to it and helping to, yeah, I guess. Well, Mike said that the, the movie is totally different than the script. No, I said the other thing. Oh, never mind. It's Sleepless in Seattle. This is exactly the same, same. But, but we don't know in terms of the published yeah. script yeah, at what version, point well, yeah. Roy was in development with it. Yeah, and, the version uh, of the script Roy that Hill. I read was, I think, after George Ray Hill got involved and went, yeah. well, I, I'm, I'm sure it was a little less tight, which is how, you know, scripts and revisions and yeah. stuff work. But right. the two of them together came together and went, okay. This, that, that, that. And it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and if I shoot this like this, then, blah, blah. you know, so I mean, Goldman talks about that. He says, you know, once you, what you write, first you write the script and it's your thing and it's your baby and it's, you know, your own thing and it's perfect. And then a director gets attached or an actor gets attached and then it starts to change. And that can be for the better. And he says, when it's Roy Hill, you know, that improved Butch Cassidy. Um, he says sometimes they just destroy it, you know, and that's just the name of the game that they want it to be something else, and it's no longer what you thought it was, and it just gets worse. But um, you know, that's the game. He has a writing credit on Sleepless in Seattle, which uh, obviously Nora Ephron kind of has the main title on. There's a couple yeah. other writers. Mm-hmm. Uh, last thing he wrote was Flyboys. In okay. terms of features, now he's a professor, uh, teaches screenwriting and directing. Oh, there you go. Okay, mm-hmm. and, and, and he won an Academy Award for The Sting. He certainly did. Yeah, but who didn't? You can get a professorship based off of that. But yeah, I, I'd say eventually. I'd say, yeah, when you get tired of writing scripts. Yeah, they give away screenwriting professorships for less. I tell you that. Yeah, they certainly do. <laughs> you can always write a couple of books. Oh, that was an, that was uh, actually a zoom out <clears throat> as they pulled back. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the zoom thing was fairly standard back in the. I don't think yeah. it was really called out that much. It wasn't distracting. Well, it was just part of the. It was no, part it, of the it was much more. He wasn't abused. Then. Yeah, yes. and he got highly abused, especially in television. We were talking before we started recording that apparently they had a really really hard time casting Lonigan, like not finding someone who could, but finding someone who would. Uh, and they went yeah, through a see, bunch they of actors. Yeah, see, they gave him the, the role again. Yeah, like, exactly. That's yeah, right. Yeah. But now he was him. much more comfortable. That's yeah. right. Now he's like, hey, yeah, I'm in this. it. Transmutate is great. <laughs> I want horse a horse name. named Transmutate. <laughs> anyway, it, like a really hard time finding anyone who would do it, like Dane yeah. to do that role. And we were theorizing maybe it's because he never actually does anything in this movie. Yeah. Like he has, he gives intense stares and he plays a poker game and he gets kind of carted around like an idiot. And that's about it. Like that's the entirety of the role. It's, it's not a tremendous amount of fun to play. But, well, no, an actor like like Shaw, I'm sure understood. 
this is a tremendous amount of fun because <laughs> yeah. I'm doing, I, he's at, he is doing so much yeah. in his lack of action. You know, exactly. <laughs> every well, that, no, moment. Spe- that speaks to Shaw, but like on the page, that's probably why the actors right. were all like going, F- I don't care. Right. I want to play one of the other guys, the ones yeah. that are having the fun doing the con. He like, doesn't do anything. He actually, you know, I want to go back to this where with uh, Zora Lampert's character, you know, he asks, where's June? She said she quit. Yeah. yeah did did she really quit? I think June's in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, uh, well, I, I was actually I was wondering about that. It's like it's like Selena, you know, she's got funding. She's you know backed by by uh, by Shaw by Shaw's yeah. character, so she could probably pay off June to quit her job and take a bus out of town or yeah. or whatever else. So she probably doesn't have to kill her. True, just sort of. But it is kind of ominous. Like, yeah, what did what happen? happen yeah, exactly. exactly. On, on that front, you're just sort of depending on Shaw's generosity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I read up on her when I watched the Blu-ray whatever a few months ago and actually this was you know she'd done other stuff and you could see pictures yeah. and she kind of and she did lots of stuff since she she died just a couple of years ago oh really yeah she'd been she's been doing she worked pretty steady huh now here's the one thing though that I like about this character it's like the one thing that dates this movie more than anything else is yeah. can you imagine if this movie being made today this actress in this role no they would put Katie Holmes in this part. Yeah. they would well, put someone who is like you know attractive and cute and young and gorgeous and Amber Heard Exactly. Somebody is like this. This woman is an actual woman. Woman. Yeah. That you know is like the last person in the world that you would have. Like Robert Redford wouldn't sleep with her. What are you talking about? This is you know we can't have that. The fact that she is so, you know, I was you know, I don't know, it's plain and acceptable thing. I mean, she you know she's not a raving beauty. She's an actual human person who is unlike uh, Redford. Exactly. Yeah. And you know the fact that she's in that role in in the femme the literal literal femme fatale role, and that she's you know she's the one. Which I think I, I'm saying that's great. I just I can't conceive that anyone would allow that nowadays. But I think that was to throw us off, too. Well, well, I don't know. I don't know if, if she was too beautiful. That it would be too obvious. I don't, well, I don't know. That's it's an interesting thing because I always that's the thing is she is she's not a classic beauty though. If you see p- other pictures of her, she, she's made to look a little more homely. Yeah, she's actually, she actually they've actually looks. taken her down a notch in this. Yeah, exactly. So she looks a bit an, like it's the, an interesting choice. I wonder. I wonder if it's it's just. Uh, a standard of the genre because the uh, the waitress in in Roger Rabbit is is made to look quite a bit like her as well. Well, I think it was so. I think it was once again it's the, it's the con it's the yeah. diversion. Right, yeah. you're not going to look over here. Because- I'm not talking about I'm just talking about in the context of making movies in Hollywood. Yeah, right. well, yeah, no, that's yeah. true. You but that's what I'm saying. I think it was a conscious choice on, on George. But Lloyd she looks Hills. absolutely right for the period and perfect. You know, like yeah. Now there's two, two things about this uh, moment here. Um, that are interesting. Oh, one, wow. one is the the actor, the 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 torpedo number two here. Um, I was watching this movie, going, I know that guy, and I looked him up, and sure enough, he's he's briefly in the abyss. He's the he's the XO in the submarine that crashes in the beginning of the. Oh, abyss. this is torpedo number two. Yeah. Oh well, you he, know what happens to him. He, he well, he's he get the other thing I'm going to say because you're going to miss it is he's got the trigger for his own for his own death right in his left yeah. hand there. Oh, okay. You can see him about to. He's going to bl- he's going to blow his own squibs off right now. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay. Um, but you can actually, if you're looking for it, you can actually see he's got the whole gizmo in his hand. He's gonna. He, you can if you watch his left hand, he's, you can see him triggering his own hits right here. Bing, bing. He just did it to himself. Yeah. Oh, okay. I love that. Yeah. You know, again, staging. Again, it's like, I wonder, where, did, where did he go? And yeah. only when he drops do we drop all, to the it's answer. It's all answered one thing. But the other yeah. thing is, just from these brief glimpses of this guy, I'm like, I know that guy. I think he was the XO of the submarine in the abyss. And sure enough, he was. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, all right. No, because I, he's got like three lines and he dies. But I was like, I just got such a distinctive face. Yeah, I was just referring to before you said what happens to the torpedo number two. Right. Yeah. Ooh. Well, which now? That's yeah, yeah. well. That's this. That's torpedo number one, the one that we know about. The other, the other one, 
who said he ain't gonna like it and walked out of Lonigan's office. I oh, think, that is, guy. Yeah. He's never big, coming the, back. The big guy. But the he's one, the oh, other guy that killed Luther. The one with the bad face. That's exactly, right. the one with the bigger guy. But Differently uh, faced. Differently faced. Oh, but, but the face of the character, I mean, just the, ca- the casting of all the looks, everything yeah. in the system. In the chat, Mascan says, uh, uh, speaking yes. about her being in the diner and, and casting that lady, mm-hmm. uh, they, they said in the featurette that they did that on purpose so that Redford's character wouldn't wonder what the supermodel was doing in the diner. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and, that's, and that's fair. But, but, but nowadays but you that's, don't ask that, that question. But that's story logic. Yeah. I'm talking about movie making logic. They would go, yeah, sure, fuck that. We're getting Char- Scarlett Johansson for the role. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care about your movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah there aren't. So. There aren't. He lives in a world where there aren't real people. He would never ask that question. Yeah. All women are supermodels. <laughs> it's like the last. So action, does Robert Redford for that matter. It's like that well, last now, action yeah. hero joke. You know, they're, they're, yeah. It's like right. where are the ugly women? Yeah. Do, do you think she works in a blockbuster? <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> like, you know. So this whole thing. Totally scam. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is this is they're scamming him. They're scamming yeah. Snyder right now. Yeah. And every moment, you 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 don't track with that. It's not obvious because even when they're not talking, even when Snyder, it seems like is not around. You know, uh, Redford calls him, uh, uh, calls Polk, and they're on the phone, and it seems like a private conversation. So you're like, surely that's not actually a scam. But then Snyder is there yeah, listening it's, it's in also, on the call. They, they make sure ca- Snyder picks up the phone and yeah. listens in. Because these guys, I mean, there's a whole other movie we're not seeing because Snyder's hanging with these guys all this time. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so like, there's a constant, there's a constant second scam that's just happening off screen. Well, that's the thing you were talking about too. I mean, the whole this this film lets you really feel like there's a whole other world going on out there that you don't really need to know, but it's so intriguing that it's all part of the same world. Yeah. I like the really long reaction take. Yeah, this is again staging wise on this, especially when he finally, you know. Caves, yeah, but it's that, it, that take goes on forever. That's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Where it's awesome. like it's like 15 seconds of him thinking about it, and yeah. I, I love, and that. then sitting down, and it's like again, you would think, oh, we gotta, you wouldn't do that. That's boring, and yet it's I, it's fascinating and and works perfectly, and and you know, it's something that you just why don't we do that like that anymore? It's like. It totally works. Why yeah. doesn't the asylum do that? You can get minutes that yeah, way. I know. It's just like if you just let the yeah, actors just make, like make long, because, thoughtful long takes. That's because right. you need a you need an actor who can make it compelling. And <laughs> yeah, maybe so. that's part of it. Bostwick could do ten seconds easy. Sure. Yeah, Bostwick could have done it. I should. He would. He strikes the sun, sir. <laughs> he would. He would strike the sun if it insulted him. Yeah. So it was. But again, but bizarre is again when you're having your water cooler moment afterwards. None of this is real. Yeah. yeah. Hooker's Hooker's existential dilemma isn't really yeah, happening. Really, yeah. Alva is actually not in any jeopardy. It's like none of this is actually a threat. It's not a threat, but but conceivably it's something that he could essentially be faced with. And this is maybe how he'd have to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just talking about this again. This isn't happening, you know. Right. Yeah. Like, this this is not, you know. It's we're re- watching the movie as an audience member going, "Oh man, he's in a really tough bind." He actually isn't. That's yeah. the weird thing about it. But you don't know that until after the end credits, and you know, you already got your money's worth out of the movie. Right. But point. my my point is that within the movie, within the movie itself, they're playing their movie. Oh yeah. So he still has to act the moment. Oh no, sure. So I'm he's just, still experiencing. I'm just saying he's not yeah. performing it well. I'm just saying again, yeah. in the context of this movie. Yeah. It's no one, no think, one has a problem yeah. right now. <laughs> Everything's going perfectly well, but we don't know that. So it's the this is the movie is now faking us out and getting away with it. Yeah, because you it, it it's it's like what you said about there's this whole world out there. You're not thinking of the whole world. You're thinking or you're thinking here is the scam. 
in the little pool hall, you right. know, the, the rundown pool hall, and the rest of the world is the rest of the world. You, it doesn't occur to you that this is also They're basically the building the fucking Truman Show around the <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, exactly. yeah. All it of is Chicago's it. But, in on this but the, by but now. The, but the Truman Show's got to work. That's the whole thing. And it could fall apart. And Truman yeah. Show, you know, shows how he starts discovering it. And you can't let them find out whether yeah. it's which, Snyder or Lonergan which, because then it'll be real bad shit. Which then continues on to this scene because this yeah, scene that, is that, continuing. That makes, this, that makes this scene a little bit weird. This scene is continuing the scam because, yeah, we, we think that this is all about Redford's turmoil that he's about to betray Gondorf, yeah. which he isn't right. and isn't ever a threat that's going to happen. Right. Um, so he's just got some, he's just, he's sort of just perturbed in general. He's yeah. nervous about tomorrow. He's, he's just, nervous about his cards. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we're bringing this whole other context to the, this whole scene, which is totally fake. It isn't really part of the scene. So again, it's a really fine line the movie's walking the whole time. Well, it's, it's conning us. And it's said, funny yeah. how at the end you don't, I don't feel like the movie cheated me. No. I enjoyed being conned by yeah, this exactly. film. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, yeah, all right. You're, you got me. What are you doing, movie? Oh, now I get it. No. So. How did you do that, movie? Yeah. Then you want to watch, watch it, it again. You watch it again. So I want to see how oh, you did it. Sure enough, there was, you know, the, they had the clues there. It was it was all there. And then you and if we'd had this out on video back in 73, we'd be watching this over and over yeah. and over. But in the theater, you had to watch it. You just had to pay to see it again. See we it were talking again. at the very beginning of this about like how this movie, even if you didn't reshoot it just just literally repackage it and put the same fucking films back into the projectors yeah would probably do really well i've always wondered why they don't do that they don't do re-releases that often anymore, like but, unless know, it's an anniversary well or something. not even just that but also they can take old universal scripts because they're all theirs and just make them again don't have to pay a writer or right. this that or the other i just wondered but especially just why don't they take these old movies and do like every week amc will run you know in 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 five cities you know two or three prints each of this week we're doing the sting with robert redford and paul newman and you could just like watch these old movies at the theater i'm sure people would come out to see them it's just like you know how they do theaters do do that it's just not amc well yeah just not just not three thousand on a weekend yeah Uh, because it's like those fathom event things you know where they they they, you know want to watch something from the met like we're we're doing it one night those are niche things yeah you can find any you can find any number of of Non, you know, the, the Lemley theaters will do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, you know? I know. But, but like, yeah, I always yeah. felt like it should be a bigger part of the culture because I feel like for these, some of these movies, you could make a lot of money. I mean, you could actually break even or better simply by running Star Wars constantly. Like, well, yeah. that, I mean, I mean, it's good marketing too because if you put it out, then people would see it. Oh, this is, there's that, actually, this is a nice little musical montage. Yeah. This music, uh, this people, is people of our generation. Huh? I think it's called Solace. Uh. People of our generation will now recognize this as music from Bioshock Infinite. So they use this. They really? Use this, wow. They use this precise yeah. this recording in for like the menu screen for Bioshock Infinite. Wow. No, I play this on the piano. Well, so. I, I learned this on the piano. From it's pretty wild. Yeah. This. <laughs> yeah, can you see it? The yeah, songbook. He's, he's putting. He's putting the songbook on the <laughs> on the, the webcam. Yeah. Value added. Yeah, anybody, anybody who was taking piano lessons when this movie came out, boy, that was you. funny too because. <laughs> Before we started recording, I walked over and tried to just like figure out uh, how to play the entertainer because I play the piano all the time. And I'm, I'm over here and like Ryan, uh, 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 Mike and Trey are like, you, you, what? I'm like, I never took piano lessons. I never, no one ever taught me how to play the entertainer. I taught myself. Yeah. And I'm just like, da, 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 da. I give up. Yeah. I can. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't as easy as it seems. Yeah. Yeah. And well, Scott Joplin, I got to tell you, had big hands. Yeah. Oh, those those reaches were they were tough for for me at the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was it's uh it's really great music and it's what brought. I mean, I'm sure there's other it's like other uh you know it's a D ad forty five. Fuck you, Joplin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. What do you want from me already? 
You just got to use your elbow. You got to get the thumb yeah, and the elbow right. in there. Scott get, Joplin, he died. He died pretty young. You. He died of yeah. uh, what is it? I think syphilis. Yeah, yeah it was one yeah, of those something like that. Great it's, stories. You know, yeah, I think they made. And they, I think they made a TV bio movie of of him. Yeah, yeah. once once we knew who he was. Ex- well, exactly. No one once knew. This brought him back. This little moment so, here again, which also is is uh, a setup that will get paid off. Is uh, the lady across the hall right there? That's right. That's, that's what. what say, that's what just saved Robert life. Redford's life right there. Yeah. Mm. Good night, Mrs. Hillard. Yeah. It's like fuck. Now I can't kill him. <laughs> she oh, just saw him go shit, in. But yeah. I. But now I. Get, I have, but now, now I have to sleep with I him. Have to sleep with him now. <laughs> Golly, I'm going to charge extra for this one. That's right. Robert Redford has the best bad luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Not only are you not going to get shot in the face right now. Right. But this is going to get some. But this is really. Je- I mean, really Jeopardy, and it's only through luck that he survives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the interesting thing and he is, doesn't know the real Jeopardy in the movie. We don't know about till it's over. Yeah. Right. He <laughs> The fake Jeopardy is the is the stuff keeping yeah. us going. Yeah, we don't know that this is really this is really scary right now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she's like, yeah. This yeah, just feels like in. the standard scene. This is really nice. It, it's it's nice, efficient screenwriting and staging as well. Oh, she plays it really well. Yeah, the fact that you know this it's, this is that wonderful. You know, it's two o'clock in the morning. I don't know nobody, and she just opens the door. I mean, so, that's you know, that's it. That's yeah, all that yeah. was. That's with, how life works for Robert Redford. Exactly. And with, and with a dissolve, with the music over it, yeah. you know, and, and that's a nice shot. I just thought it was going to be just, Robert Redford. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> surprise! God, in every movie, we're fucking the same girl. What, what a con! That's right. The Sting credits. Yeah, <laughs> that's Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan's The Sting. Yeah, be watching for the twist. <laughs> the yeah. twist on the twist on the twist. They're in bed. Robert Redford flips the girl over and he's doing it from behind. And then after like two seconds, Paul Newman turns around. It's like, ah, I yeah. gotcha. <laughs> wow, you stung me. <laughs> More like <laughs> kind of just smarted, really. <laughs> just at first. This reminds me of River's Edge. Uh, the scene <laughs> wow. when everyone's sleeping. Before the like the last act, good night. John. You know, everyone's just settling in before. Well, it's actually it's it's the night before battle is what it is. Mm. Yeah. And then we flails with the faux Salino. That's right. Okay, sleeps Play. with his gloves. He's hardcore. Man, I'm telling you, night night, everyone. Bonsoir. <laughs> and what's his called? So that's the, the guy. The so that's the guy that's been called out to protect him. Yes. yes. Just like sitting in the corner watching them sleep all night. Like God. Damn. Yeah. Nice. No. He, he's really taking kind of a chance. Like, nice well, I guess pain. she's not going to kill him. They seem to be just okay. That's right. Good yep. night, everybody. I'll another, wait. Another amazing mad painting. Um, mm-hmm. How'd they do the train? Oh, it's a layering. Tray? It's a yeah. layering. Okay. Cool. A layering. Really? Well, they did the mat well, they thing first, just... and then they put the train and shit over that. Once oh, it was done, got it. Yeah. Well, probably, <laughs> probably the opposite. They shot the train and then they, but they they matted that off and then painted the top of the frame and re-exposed. But the matte painting went below the part that the train covers up, so they would have had to roto out the train if it was going past. Or they they mat out in oh, see, in yeah. little blocks of area. They they did complicated stuff back then. As long as it was a lock off, they could get away with a lot. Yep. And she's cleared out completely. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow, look at that, boy! Don't be suspicious. I was like, yeah. Is my money there? I can't kill, it's like, I can't kill him in my freaking room because everyone's, yeah. you know. That's right. So now, knows. so now I got to split. Yeah. Crap. Got to get him later. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of a weird moment for him. Like, 
The fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah, really? yeah. Wait a second. Was a I thought night. I was going to have to sneak out of she this She took bitch. everything well, but the money? Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and we're she, like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Yes, it's, it's, re- it's really, once again, it's the Chicks, song man. of the business. Chicks, man. Trying to figure them out. I don't know what to do. Here's and what, that way, now everyone's reintroduced. We see Gondorf. Yeah. We see uh, Mr. Ready. Gloves. Yeah, so there's a couple with, of little hints here. Of with what's the going gun. On. <laughs> now, there's, what, now, this is a one uh, rightful thing. It's like, well, yes, if you're a stickler, silencers on revolvers don't work that well because revolvers have that whole open right. area on the side the where all the gas comes out. Open like, in the air. But it doesn't silence it. It does make it quieter, though, That's right. which is the point. It's more of a muffler. It's a muffler. It's not a silencer, but then even a silencer isn't a silencer. Nice but shot. Apparently, like this period, this money else. is not proper period. It's, oh, got, it's well, got the wrong I'm leaving. It, but yeah, I know. Sorry, Screw this here. movie. You suck. That's right. But Oh, someone lost a job. There you go. It's like that, well, people, they, they cast like a guy who like clearly has been auditioning for the role of Al Capone his whole right. life. It's like, who could look more like a gangster than this guy? And who could look more like his name is Salino? Exactly. exactly. It's like, that guy's got Salino tattooed on his forehead. The fake ants are all over the place, and it's great. And a nice little touch. But he's got a silence oh, revolver. Hooker, yeah. Like coming out to the same diner. Like maybe and she'll like be she's here. not even there. Not, it's, it's some other guy. Yeah. What would be really interesting is if June was at the at the bar right yeah, now. Yeah, June came back. Yeah. June. Where hey, June, where you been? I thought she said you quit. Who did? Yeah. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I'm out of here. I was just off for two days like normal. It's, my, it's a weekend. But every that waitress you- burned down 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> There's no waitress. Yeah. I've been here all along. Oh, and now they have to leave. Yeah, I know. Who's going to run the merry-go-round? I know. Run the whorehouse. Like, It'll come in 30 like, years. where the hell are they going to go? Their kids will another, come into it. I mean, at the time, they could just go to another city. Now, here's the one little touch that, too, is also oh, when you're watching like, the movie. What the hell like, is he doing? What is he doing right now? Exactly. It's like, he's wearing a tux. Which is like, which is like well, what... Is My he question would be, why gum? is he doing it so early? Because he's got a lot of ground to cover before he's going to need to pay this gag off. Yeah. Right. This but is the blood uh, blood pack. Presumably right? he's yeah. putting his, his little blood capsule had, in right now. I had no idea. It's like, what the hell is he doing? Yeah, of course, watching the movie the first time, you're like, I don't know, is he putting a gold cap tooth in? Uh, uh, you'd think if they were the people that make those blood caplets, yes. were their whole thing was, I have to make the most realistic blood possible for this sort of thing to work, it'd be better. Like, it would <laughs> yeah. look like, just like a blob of ketchup. Like bright red Technicolor well, ketchup. All of the all of the blood, the real blood in this movie, when you see Luther, is also the same color. That's just yeah. what movie blood looks right. like. So, well, it it depends on how you make it. I mean, right. you know, there's at a, this time, I guess. I just saw a modern movie yeah. yesterday that had terrible blood in it. What's that? Um, I, I can't remember some oh. piece of shit movie. Maybe it was their first. Blood. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, as I recall, Road to Position has pretty good blood. Um, but often it's the it's it's we've talked about this before. It's not the color they get wrong. It's the viscosity, right? Because because well, they're doing really goopy blood now in a lot of these more violent. Yeah, movies. they're doing chunky blood, but uh, um, chunky blood, but, chunky but blood, blood you know, solids. When you whenever you see blood that like beads up on a surface, that's that's what look fake because yeah. blood has lesser surface tension. It soaks into fabrics and doesn't bead up on surfaces, and right. and it sheets across the face and doesn't like make drip droplets that's a great so, alley that is a hell of an alley and this is a great and this is a great setup just like looking you know, at how they yeah, set again, this like you, you, again the movie's is. like we're what totally fooling you we're totally faking you out six ways from Sunday right now and there she is and she's smiling <laughs> oh there she is everything's good and he's waiting. You're like, what the hell is <laughs> now, going there's on? One, there's one thing that's that's a little off about this. And again, just for the staging, it's like, sure, you totally get it. And I understand. But, um, you know, talk about a blood capsule. Blip. Yep. There you go. Oh, yeah. There's, there's your there's your compressed air gun that scares Teague so badly. <laughs> but um, 
yeah, just you know, fire a blood. The fact that, okay, this guy just shot that chick that I slept with and ran all the way down the alley and Hooker just, Hooker just kind of stands there and kind of goes, uh, uh, uh. It's like Hooker has run from every other threat <laughs> like a cheetah. But for some reason, he just keeps standing there when the gunman is running right at him. Well, I mean, so, that's what I'm saying. The, the cognitive dissonance. He didn't, he, yeah, he's didn't like, know, he didn't know what happens. Like, what's... It's that moment where he's has he's got to catch up to yeah. reality. The world is upside down. I don't. Yeah. I, if I move, I'll fall off. That's a perfectly right. fine justification. All I'm saying, I'm saying is, saying, it's it's yeah. just it's just to get the scene over with quickly. Yeah, yeah. Is, because is, because he had all the time in the world to run like a bandit yeah. and go fuck someone's shooting. I'm out of here. Yeah. But you know, we just got to get this. This is not the key moment. We got to keep moving on. So I mean, they do the but one that, thing that where that he just kind of stands there a little yeah. bit and kind of like uh, get, 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 you know, and then does a double take when the guy runs past him. You know, it works fine, but like I said. It's just, it's a little movie moment where you go, really, you didn't need to just keep standing there when the gunman was, was 50 yards from you. You could have run. That would have been the thing to do. Mm. Now, that's, this is another moment yeah, that I thought, setup. a little right, moment yeah. that I thought was really fun is, it, that moment right there reminds me of this similar moment in A Fish Called Wanda. Because, because you have to watch, again, you, in the sweep of the movie, you totally buy it, but I mean, you reverse engineer it and you go, wait a minute, that was totally bullshit. Dana Elkar comes running out and goes, we just got a tip that so-and-so is Mark is a big New York wheel, yada, yada. It's like, where would that tip have come from if that, this was really happening? Who, who would have given that tip? Um, there's a similar moment in Fish Call Wanda where Jamie Lee Curtis has to improvise a, a lie and she goes, she just picks up a phone with no one on the other end and says, Oh my God, someone just called and then says this fake thing that this person just told her on the phone that no person could have known or could have called <laughs> to say. But in the sweep of the scam, no one goes, wait, who called and told you that? Right. So, so Dana Elkar just did a thing like, okay, look, we just got a tip. Yeah, sure you did. Yeah, why not? Something's you know? going down. You got to get the bit, the, yeah, this guy he, out of there. He's it. some big New York wheel. Someone, uh, someone just called and <laughs> said, "We don't, we don't want the papers to find out about this guy because yeah, there'll be a rush on his banks all, or whatever." Uh, get in the car. <laughs> get yeah, in the sorry. car. Come on, go. But yeah, because because Snyder's got to get in there and go. You got to get out of here. We exactly. can't. You know, the cops are going to come and you can't be seen here and blah blah blah. I just I'm just pointing out yeah. like you know this like by this point Snyder is so on the hook yeah that he just like just throws that in. Oh, by the way, yeah. right. We got to tip this piece of information that you you know you've already bought the bit. I don't have to even justify. It. I don't have to. I, just, I, I don't like, even to make yeah. that have to make that make sense. I just have to say it to you. I just love the idea that these guys have like done this so many times. They know exactly how to play everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Including someone like Snyder, The Wire. It's a classic. Is that what it's called? The Wire. It's the, the Wire. The Wire. The gag is called The Wire. This game is called The Wire, and they they make a thing about they're like it's, no one's played The Wire in ten yeah, years. It's like so it's old. Ob- it's obsolete, and they're like that's why nobody's gonna know it, and we yeah. can totally pull it this off. This is an old scam. And this little this little final little bit of you know fuckery they do where they 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 mess up the the race too, where they got to go place it on Lucky Dan. Just to just to confuse it all that much more, mm-hmm. <laughs> like even if you had one, you still lost because you bet on the wrong horse. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, dude, you're just you're never getting your money back. Just deal with it. There's no way. There's no person you can complain to. Right. It's like not only the person that you could complain to is dead now. Is well, dead, and not only that, but you legitimately lost that money. <laughs> you yeah. didn't even bet on the right horse. There's no uh, there's no authority to appeal to here. Just right. walk away. Right. It's, well, it's, and, it's the and same also as they, the, and that's what they call the race. I mean, the race has yeah. started, so he can't get his money back. Yeah, it's a, well, it's the same as the uh, it's the same as the poker scam. It's like, what are you going to do? Complain that we cheated better than you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, but this is the 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 final trick is, of course, he the, that's this is the final the the, the blow off is, is 
he can't even know this was ever a scam. Yeah. Right. So they're just stacking the deck, pardon the expression, so that there's just for him to just go, I just, I can't, I'll never tell anyone about this. There's no one to tell. There's no way to fix this. There's no one to take revenge against. They set this all up so that he will just walk away and yeah. go, well, I just lost five hundred million, five hundred thousand dollars, and there's no recourse, and he, there's no one to take revenge against. Yeah, he gets home tonight, and his wife's like, "How did the thing go, honey?" Yeah. And he's like, "Went great." Yeah. It's oh, fi- and fantastic! Made four million. It's cool. Yeah. And in fact, they they even they even lay it on right here where they try not to let him bet. Yeah. And they force him to be like, "You're <laughs> gonna take my fucking money." You're going on to this demand. Wow. We, we take your money. <laughs> and they're like, "Okay." You're gonna demand to lose five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. All right. Remember you said that, right? You can have you can even have a receipt that says that here. Feel free, yeah. yes, sir. yeah. We'll validate that. That's great. Yeah. Well, because they've also done an excellent job in convincing him that he's got an inside line. Yeah. And he does, but then they convince him he misheard <laughs> yeah, it. But then they're like, "Dude, you totally screwed up." It's like, why the hell did you say place it on Lucky Dan? What kind of dick move was that? Yeah, right. Dr. Twink. Dr. Twink. I love these names. <laughs> I'm a dreamer. Josie G. Chi-Chi and Little Star. I'm sure Ray Wilson had horses or strippers. awesome na- time doing that. <laughs> exactly. If you want to na- yeah. name a horse, if you're making a period movie and you're doing a horse track thing, just go down to the local strip joint and name the horses in your movie exactly. after the strippers. Twinkles, strawberry. Yeah. That's right. Whoopi Goldberg coming up on the left. <laughs> Nice joke. I liked that joke. <laughs> Exxon Valdez on the rail. Oh, there you go. The subtitles again just said, I'm a dreamer and spelled it like a woman's name. And no. I'm pretty sure the horse's name is I'm That's a right. dreamer. Is it the play? You never know. Sometimes <laughs> they do. Yeah, it was a little, little it's pun. That's I'm, a, see I'm there, a I'm a dreamer. And Dr. Twink. Well, Orkin. I'm a, That's I'm a, right, yeah. And Orkin. Hey, Culligan man. Uh, like he pushes a guy out of the <laughs> So I tell you, there's been a mistake. Uh oh! So here we go. Timed so, all the timing. So man. here in the so here in the, watching it in the theater, you know this is where you go. Oh shit! It's all turning to shit. You know. Yeah. And then just, oh no! Now now, Teague, you said that you know. Well, of course you were. You said you were fooled. So yeah, I didn't know the F- the FBI guys were on their side too. So there you go. So yeah. so the idea is like with this moment that's about to happen here when it's like oh my god he totally he, he screwed him over and they kill each other. I mean I presume you bought the moment as it was happening and yeah. said wow this movie yes what a just downer went, movie it just went dark very very dark <laughs> yeah it went dark fast <laughs> yeah, like, that's right like, wow. right now in yeah. three seconds bam because you, you should <laughs> if it, you should totally believe that this is really happening right now and you kind of go Jesus movie what are you <laughs> Jeez, Grandpa, why did you tell me this story? No. Why? What the hell is they this just about? Killed, yeah, and there's the blood. And that's it's like, and that's good blood. Crap. That's good. That that blood's there is pretty good. When it gets thin later, it turns a little orangey. And this, uh, at least, it does on my print. We'll see how this print looks. And there's yeah, a great way like, to get wait. him out. It's like, get me. What, what about my money? Yeah. And he says, forget your money. He's got that's the right hesitation. Now. He's like, wait. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, that's right. It's, it's only when he's outside. That's outside where he wants the money. But like, it's said, like oh, wow, that's right, my money. They've they've given him every reason to like, no, you just want to walk away. It's like, first of all, you didn't win, and there's no. a couple <laughs> of dead guys in there. That's Secondly, right. there's been a shooting. So the feds are in there. They're saying you can go. Yeah, you should walk away. That's <laughs> how this works. Trust me, I'm a cop. So yeah, and the co- and the great part is he sells it so well because he believes. That. Yeah, I guess that's he right. totally buys it too. So and there you go. I was like, what the hell's um, going on? This moment. So that's pretty good like, blood there. That that, wow. that works pretty well. It's got it's got good consistency to it. It's not beating. Yeah, that's not bad. And that's good. It's soaking <laughs> soaking into the fabric. That's pretty good there too. Oh, there you go. 
Mm, that's a nice tux, though. And, and yeah, then, I know. They're very lucky they don't get a lot of blood on. Uh, that's how, right. He doesn't have any blood on his collar. So, yeah, in the theater, I remember very clearly, yeah. 1973, <laughs> wild applause. Like, ah! That's right. And there's Dan. Yeah. Dan especially here. Like, hey! Then you get it. You're waiting for the answer. It's I like, know. yeah, hey. And so this, it's, this is the relief we were waiting for. You know yeah. that he was in it on the whole, the whole time. It's like, quite boom. a, so it's quite a, it's quite a feat that the movie has, you know, has managed to lay this all out. So at this point, you, you know, you might go, well, I'm missing a few things maybe, but you don't go, wait, what? Yeah. You yeah. Know, it's like suddenly you go, uh, you it's, know, it's, it's, everything's been answered. Everything, yeah. You know, it's, it a, it's a, it's a payoff. It answers questions you didn't even know were there. <laughs> yeah. But like instantly, if, if there's any moment where you're like, but what about all oh, right? And oh, yeah. man. <laughs> oh, you bastards. <laughs> right. And then also it's like, okay. And it, this is like the, the show's over. We got to get out of here. Yeah. Well, so he's taking off and then we got to take the place apart in wasting, 10 minutes. Not, not, and talk about it in the movie itself is not wasting any time. We're, we're yeah. 30 seconds from the end of this flick. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 60. And there's what's no great is that or it's anything. even yeah. built into, cause it, it's possible Lana could come back and be like, oh my God, it's gone. That's what, wait, what happened here? But yeah. the fucking FBI just showed up, so they yeah. stripped the joint regardless. That too would exactly. totally, you know, totally under, under, under it's a perfect the whole, con. Yeah. Why didn't he just do this? Why did he have to Anyone he'd be it? mad at is dead as far as he knows. Yeah. You know, and the money was taken by the feds, which he didn't win anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why didn't he just do this? Because he, he thought of it 40 years too late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. And then we have the entertainer again. Finally. Underneath but this. the, uh, you know, and then and the they, they have the nice little, the nice little the payoff, the final office, like, you know, yeah, this yeah. all, remember Luther, the whole point? Okay. We just, we brought that yeah. full circle. And, and the character growth of he's, he doesn't even want his cut. It's like, yeah. that wasn't the point. I'm an asshole. Yeah. Well, well, he was well, just going to, he's, I was just going to blow it anyway, is what he said. Yeah. Says. But, yeah. but that's, I mean, before he would have taken his cut and, and he, he had the argument with Newman. Newman is like, I don't want you coming back and saying it's not enough because it's all we're going to get. Yeah. And then the final payoff is he doesn't care how much money they got. It was enough to, to just yeah. screw this guy. Which also he, comes he up. Revenge. Because Paul Newman's character says something like, uh, Robert Redford asks him, why do you do this? He's like, I don't know. It seems worthwhile, doesn't it? So <laughs> yeah. he's sort of just hammering home the point, like, at this point, he's just doing it for fun? Wait. Like, totally for fun? Because he could have had a lot of money. He didn't even get, like, he didn't even get, like, gas money. Well, yeah. when he seems worthwhile means we want to hurt this guy on behalf of Luther, you right. know, and, and short of killing him, which they, they don't do. That's not their line of work. Yeah. And uh, they even and they uh, hang dead. a lantern on that, essentially. He says, mm-hmm. I don't know enough about killing to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> so. but, but we can, you know, make him sad by costing him a half million dollars. Let's shoot for that, you know. Al Whitlock did the, uh, yeah, that's, effects. that's, that's, that's the name. That's, that's, that's the, the digital name. domain of its time. That guy. That's right. <laughs> he did what he did beside Robert adventure. Whitlock. He did towering inferno. Yeah. I, I remember in a, I remember a couple of movies looking at visual effects by a dude. I'm like, yeah. was, wow. Yeah. That's pretty much it. By Dwayne. <laughs> well, yeah, Albert, exactly. Whitlock, Albert Whitlock, he was, he was it. You know, he did. So he's, it's nice that they even gave Scott Joplin a credit at all. Piano That's rags. Right. Piano Scott, rags. Scott yeah. Joplin, some dead guy. He died of syphilis. You know, what the hell? What are you going to do? Yeah. Anyway, this movie is just- I kind of wish they'd had a couple of paintings, like showing the- Like, like ending with like the empty room again. Yeah. This movie is just fucking outstanding, and I appreciate it all the more after this. And uh yeah, man. The, I mean, The Sting- I think I even like The Sting more than Chinatown, which was previously probably my favorite of like of the movies that you're supposed to love- Mm-hmm. Chinatown has my favorite. Actually, Citizen Kane is my favorite. 
Uh, I think this just overtook Chinatown. Wow. Don't know if it overtook Citizen Kane. I really like Citizen Kane, but it's just fucking really outstanding. And uh, it's funny to me that the guy who wrote it is like, fuck this movie. <laughs> like, he's still like, stop talking about it. Well, he's not that. He's just like, he's he's just like, oh, so I'm the greatest screenwriter of all yeah. time. And then you're going to look at my IMDb and see Major League. This is great. So thanks, guys. <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's also it's also wearing like, yeah, you know, actually, um, that was like 40 years ago. I, I, I like to think I'm better now than no. I was right, 40 exactly. years ago. But, you know, that often that happens. Like, you know, the person just has that one that one lightning bolt that went off in their head and like, uh, boom, here's a story. Yeah, exactly. like, oh, that. Hey, at least he got to go off and do the things he wanted to. Like Major League was apparently one of those babies and he really wanted to make that and movie. Did, did really that, well. that shit didn't happen to Orson Welles. No. Orson Welles never got to never got the chance to make Citizen Kane again. And the whole time people were like, man, Citizen Kane was good. He's like, I wasn't know. it? I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I fucking know. I'd you love have, to do it again. You have no idea how much that sucks. Oh, it was really great. You should do another one. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, do we want to talk about the uh, logo? I've tried. Oh, yeah. Actually, Serge, you do your summary and talk about the logo. Do your whole thing. Oh, I mean, I'll talk <laughs> about the, I mean, the logo at the beginning of the film is the, the universal logo from back in the day. Oh, it started over, apparently. No, it's just, it's the menu there. Yeah. So that's, so they, all they did is they revived it because it was, and they put, of course, it in gold because it used to be in black and white. Right. It was the same logo. So, uh, it's great seeing it again. You know, I just watched it a few months ago when I got the Blu-ray and, uh, I was just really impressed at how well it stood up and it stood up a lot better than I thought it would. And I enjoyed it. It's, it's just amazing it's how much I enjoyed it. It's different than what it was. And I think, you know, in a, in a way, I can't separate myself from when I first saw it at 12 years old and how, how impressive it was on me. I have to say, you know, everyone says, you know, what, are, what are the films that influenced you to make films? I don't know if there was ever one film. I had favorite films, but I was thinking about this and this might have been something that started pointing me in that direction of like, wow, this is what's possible. But I just I think the writing is just great in terms of how it's all laid out and it's just got so much character and it just hangs together so well. It's just so well put together. Awesome. Mike? Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's part of the part of the, the benefit is it, it doesn't feel dated because, well, it doesn't feel dated to its time because it is a period piece. Yeah, that's so, really help. Yeah, that so helps. It, it helps a lot that it's about the 30s as opposed to taking place in the 70s because that would yeah that that would date it a lot more. Um, and and I totally agree. It's still a movie that holds up today. I mean, it's not it's not an action movie, but it is a it is a kind of it's a thriller. It's a thriller. Yeah, it's and it's thrilling and, it's, and it's entertaining and, <laughs> and it's, it's a comedy. Funny. It's fun to watch and it's still yeah exactly. It's still funny. It's a perfect um, movie. Yeah. It absolutely is, and is. Uh, and yeah, what else is there to say? All right, Trey, don't shit on it too much, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, now that I've thought about it, you know what screws this movie up yeah. the most? Robert Redford, Marvin, yeah. Marvin Hamlish. It's funny how we did put our finger on the if this, Edith Head. <laughs> if this movie has a problem, it's the it's miscasting Robert of Robert Redford, <laughs> which is interesting. But uh, you know, all thing we finally come up with something negative to say about the Sting. Hooray! After forty years, we've cracked that code. Trust us, we can shit on anything. <laughs> That's right. We'll find something. But you know. Despite that major flaw, I think the film still mostly holds up. <laughs> uh, it's it's funny because like, until we until we you know stumbled on it, it never really occurred to me. But it's like yeah, it's like that whole why the hell did he bet all his money on a roulette wheel at some you know dive joint in a basement that clearly was going to be rigged? It's like 
Because he's supposed to be 19 years old in the script. That's why. And they, But if you can get Robert Redford to play your role, you get Robert Redford to play the role. So why not? It also explains why he's, you know, he's uh, Paul Newman's errand boy. Yeah. And like a waiter. And why he's dressed like a, like a newsie. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, well, I'm really gratified, first of all, to find out that, you know, after all these years of saying, yeah, this thing is really a classic movie to, to, be right. Just rediscover it and yes, okay, thank God. Yeah. I've been saying that and it's true. Yeah, my dad was banging the drum for the birds for a really long time. Then rewatched <laughs> it and was like, damn, what was Yeah, man? really not so much. <laughs> yeah. There's like three like you can you can literally chapter search the birds, like, well, this is awesome and this is yeah. pretty cool. But the rest not yeah, try yeah, vertigo. Not so much. Ugh. But yeah, the fact that you know, it it's it really is quite something that, you know, as as you said, and it's it's most gratifying that, you know, you guys who are, you know, younger than this movie and 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 the several people so far in on our forums who are like, we're doing the sting. You have to watch the sting. And, it, and yeah. there was definitely an air of really, <laughs> it's from the seventies. Yeah. It didn't, you know, it's, it's 1973, which yeah. to the, to the Star Wars generation is like, that's like BC. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's before Star Wars. Yeah, Nothing was right. good before Star Wars. And I was like, it won't even have explosions in it. Well, it doesn't, doesn't have a single explosion in it. So it's, it's, you know, I would hope that, that most people, you know, it's like you know, not everyone in the you know in the whole world should love it, but it's like, but if you can't you know recognize that this movie is the the amazing thing that it is, then then I'll just go back on my my quote and just go. I don't think you actually like movies if yeah. you can't appreciate yeah. this thing, much less love it. And that's the thing. This is a great movie. Yeah, it really is. It's not just film, but it's a movie. It's enjoyable. Exactly. All the way and, and you know, it's like again, the Avengers was fine, but the Avengers was a commercial for the Avengers yeah. comic book and toy line and Happy Meals. This is just a story someone thought of that they wanted to tell you, and then they told it to you really well. And that's not what the Avengers was. The Avengers was a really well-made commercial for a property. But this is just a story that someone thought of and said, this could be cool. Sit down. Let me tell you this story. Absolutely fantastic. This has been What Do You Do a Movie? You can watch some more episodes at friendsinyourhead.com. Go to iTunes, download a new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash friendsinyourhead. Facebook.com slash friendsinyourhead or friendsinyourhead at gmail.com. Go to the forum. Involve yourself in the conversation. It's a wonderful community of people and it's growing every day. Minecraft joke, Holden Hill, designed and maintain the website. And until next week, my name is T. Christie. Sarah Stolpierre. My Scott Kid Twist. And this has been What Do You Do a Movie? Thank you very much for listening. Good night, good night. You can't see it, but I'm flipping near the office right now. <laughs> I'm going to have to start doing that again in the office. Every time I see you on the street train, it's going to be the office. <laughs> Beep. You just pick your nose. Do you think at people me? did that? Like, you know how people like say the line that they love from an actor when they see him on the street? Like, oh, yeah. Like, and the worst one is Bob Saget. <laughs> and, and I think Halfbake said, hey, I suck dicks for Coke. Yes. So people would yell that to him <laughs> yeah. on the street. Do you think like Newman and Redford got like the really cool, like people just doing the office? I to imagine, walk by? I'm That'd sure be super that cool. must have happened. Super cool. And that's probably the coolest thing you could have done. Exactly. Yeah. Guys, too. It's just go, I bink. Actually, you know what? I mean, this is one thing that bugged me, I think, when I saw it originally was just like you know if people are doing the office won't someone notice that you're going like this if someone's just kind of like looking at you and like what the hell is he doing He's well, it's like you're scratching your nose. You're just yeah. kind of. Yeah, well, no, they were like, a nap. Something like yeah, <laughs> they they did it a little bit <laughs> like. Hey, <laughs> I am bad at picking my nose. <laughs> oh, I missed it again. I missed my nose completely. That's so weird. Sit at you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have some crud. <laughs> <laughs> Trendsinyourhead.com. <laughs>